If you make a mistake, you're supposed to learn from a mistake. But you so need to you understand everybody doesn't comprehend stuff the first time so you around. Didn't comprehend everybody the, can't get so, stuff. So what on you're the first saying is you try. didn't compromise. You didn't comprehend what you said to, did the first time. So when you make a mistake once, you but didn't comprehend it. Again, so you made them again. That's what you're telling me. Uh, no, so you're telling not me, on purpose. But, that's but what you, you just don't said. understand it. No, no. But you're saying like if you you're basically saying so in life, you're supposed you're only given one chance to make make a mistake. The same mistake. Yes. No, that doesn't... How many times have you made the same mistake more than once? Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know. So here's my thing. There are different... There's levels, okay? Something as basic as not turning your finger off. <laughs> is oh, one come of, on. No, there's levels to mistakes, Okay. Because there are insinuating circumstances and other things. You turning your ringer off is literally just on you. <laughs> That's literally all on you. Okay, yeah, you that making is a on mistake me. In a relationship. That is on me, however. Okay, so, but that's different than you making a mistake in a relationship <clears throat> or in, a, in, a, in a, 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 a something that deals with another person because those are different variables or extenuating circumstances, things like that. So when it's something that's strictly on you to make a better choice... And it has nothing to do with a person because when you're dealing with people that that but, that conflates the argument. But here's the but problem: I'm strictly though, talking a about, lot of people don't feel that way. A lot of people do feel I, like, yeah, you. But, you, that's, the, but that's the that's why people don't grow because they feel yeah. like they can just keep saying, "Make I'm gonna make the same mistake," and then eventually, and they never get out of that. That's a that's an issue. It is. We an actually, issue. We're actually going to talk about that today mm. because people make mistakes or they make bad choices. Mm-hmm. But then they keep saying they want to do better, but then they don't do yeah. better. And that's my issue is when does it end? When do you say, all right, I've made this mistake. I made these bad choices. And I want to make stop making these bad choices. But then I keep making these bad choices, even though I say I'm done making these bad choices. So at what point does it finally end? And you actually say, all right, I'm not going to just talk about it. I'm going to be about it. Or in the words of the legendary Scott Hall, rest in peace. Don't sing it, bring it. Bring it. I thought it was The Rock, but okay. no. Scott Hall started that first. Oh. Rock took it and borrowed it. Okay. Just like we Rock borrowed a few things from Scott Hall. If okay. you never well, yeah. His punching okay. style—that's definitely Scott Hall. Oh yeah, definitely. All that right. was all Scott Hall. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I—I'll tell you. And for most people, um, and maybe some. You said for most people what? For most people, and then probably some experiences I've had before with um, making multiple mistakes over and over again. It's it's just, it's what they're used to. It's it's a lever of com- comfortability. Even oh. though it's toxic. Oh, no, I'm aware of that. Good, I'm aware it's a comfort but, thing. But my thing is this. Why are you comfortable with being miserable? Because that might be, there, people might not be But you can't say, around. but then my issue with it is, you can't say, you can't, but you they can't complain. If you're, if you put yourself in that situation where you are miserable, you're not happy. You constantly can complain about how you want better, but then you constantly put yourself back in a situation. At some point, you become the boy or girl that cried wolf. Yes, I agree. And at that point, I don't want to hear it. Yes. Because the, but- hard, the hard part about it is that you kind of run out of sympathy at some point for a person. Yeah. And that happens, and it's rough because 
if you genuinely care about somebody, you don't want to get to a point where you just like. <sighs> but the the problem with that is that they they honestly it's people they there are people around them that that kind of support their shit and basically tell them that they're not the issue and that oh it's okay and you know you just you 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 can do better blah blah the whole coddling spoon feed baby type of deal and again they probably don't have the right people around that probably will give them a kick in the pants and then sometimes people are, are super sensitive to the truth and don't like to hear the truth because then they think it's oh you're being judgmental you're being rude and this that and the third and you know you don't know my life and all my life I has to fight and all my life I has to fight, nigga. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, no, no I, I definitely do agree. There are attention whores out there, like I like to call them, the people who do cry wolf, they need to do better. But unfortunately, we're in a society now where a lot of people think it's okay to, to be toxic and it's okay to, to basically be traumatic and, and, and let it be known to the world. That That's the part that bothers me. And then it's like, well, why are people doing this to me? Well, you know, it's like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what, what people get out of that, except the fact that now more people know about your business and now more people kind of look at you like, um, yeah, you need help or you got problems. You got so. Problems. I guess we could re- and we'll, we'll continue this conversation, but I guess I should intro this podcast first. Mm-hmm. All right, so I am King. I am Will K the King, and this is the Down with the King podcast, episode seventy eight. Um, Cow King, Cow. King. I'm gonna punch her in the throat. <laughs> it is Cow because King because <laughs> actually does not understand nuance or creativity okay. the way she says she does. So first of all, he 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 has so a serenity he is. has a serenity sleep bundle box so and on box, the box. And on the box they list the different types of, you know, bed sizes that they do things for. Twin. And rather than Twin XL. Full. Queen. Because you no, king, the worst part about king. it. Wait, I just noticed that. So they say twin they had twin, twin XL, full queen, king and cow king. Now mind you she not complaining about the XL and not being extra. Everybody knows what XL but everybody means. Everybody knows what California King is too without saying They say California King. They don't say Cal King. Everybody knows that. What other king would it be? Everybody knows what a California King is. Who goes around calling a California King Nobody knows. I have not heard of Cal King. Oh my God. She is so slow. No, I'm not. I, I, who she is so Everybody that I know that if you're going to call it a California King bed, they're going to say it as it is a California King bed. But Just that's like, not what abbreviations are based on. <laughs> People abbreviate shit on packaging all the time. Yeah, it's, sometimes it's lazy. It's, it's okay. It don't but matter. But nine times out of ten, everything I see when people are talking about a California key bed, they don't abbreviate California King bed. They were just blazing. Because, yeah, they want it to look presentable it's, it's and pretty no, in some uh, way, That's shape, the whole or form. point of the packaging. Just like, okay, Delicatessen. It's like uh, deli. Nobody... You know there are people that who didn't even know it was Delicatessen? Uh, well, I actually had this conversation with my... We went to Coachella. My sisters, two of my sisters didn't know. Well, they had no idea that that's what deli stood for. Oh, well. Maybe they thought it was fancy clothes, delicatessen. No, they just didn't know that that's what they never knew the but word. That's because nobody goes and says, "Oh, let's go." But to the I do. If I've never once called it a delicatessen, but I knew that's what it stood for. Yeah, because you cook and you. That's you nothing to do with that. Yeah, okay. I knew that when I was a kid. 
What, because your parents said, hey, we're no, going to the delicatessen? I just knew. I don't know where I found out or when I learned so it. So it just But I've always known. Ever since I've known what a deli is, I've always known what a delicatessen was. So you just was. put two and two together. You're like, oh, a, I was a this smart is a kid. delicatessen. I was like, actually offended that my sisters didn't know. How? I was like, I feel But them. a lot of people don't know that. That's so how my, can you be offended? I, I, and you know, no, I was offended because they're my sisters. I'm responsible for them. Oh. No, literally, I posted that when it happened. I was like, my sister, I just found out my sisters don't mm. didn't know. Delhi was still for delicatessen, and they were like, "Oh my god, I didn't know either." And um, one of this mom, uh, Nicole, Nicole's mom, was like, "Oh my god, they didn't know that." I said, "I felt," I said, "We clearly failed them." <laughs> but here's my thing. Okay, if you grew up in the the '60s and the '50s and stuff, okay, yeah, that there was still be places thing. in the '90s and 2000s that still had delicatessen on their sign. Farmer Jack was not calling Deli's delicatessen. Farmer Jack been closed since '98. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I thought. It, it don't matter. It was the 90s, nigga. But still, like, nobody... You, but that wasn't a deli. No we talking about actual delis. goes around talking about, oh, I'm going nobody to the says, shop. Nobody says deli testing in conversation, it's but if you turkey, go like, to an actual deli, there are still delis that have delicatessen right across the top. <laughs> so what the fuck are you talking about? I mean, you if you go into a rural area like no, that, there are ones Michigan. in cities that still have, especially if you go to, like, New York, but shit, the one we used to go to on Gratiot when I was growing up used to have delicatessen across the top. It still had deli on the side. Oh, that's probably where you like. But it my from. point is, there are still delis that have the word wrist written somewhere. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. So again, that's not my fault. But abbreviations oh are for what they're God. for. I don't know why you're arguing against somebody putting Cal King like it's not obvious what it means. Because nobody calls but it, doesn't it the Cal matter. King. It's not a matter about who calls it that. They did it for spacing reasons. Again. It just looked tacky to have all those words over California's a long ass fucking word. Or just word. for California. That's what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're a ridiculous person. I mean, we're, if there's, there's obviously their sizes are in order, so as you're going up, you're going to obviously know. Everybody, that. but everybody, everybody knows what California King is. Cal King means, so it don't matter. Nobody. You're the only one complaining. King. I'm not complaining. Everybody I'm just looks saying. At, anybody that looks at that will know what they're talking about. A Cal King. Every, what else Nobody is going to be? Nobody goes like, yeah, I'm about to give me a cow. How do you know? Are you from California? Because I know people in California. They probably do call it that uh, shit. I don't know nobody that I know. I, I know quite a few people uh, that stay in Cali. Okay. And they're not calling are it a cow. Are they from king. Cali? No. Exactly from, my point. I know still. people who are from Cali. Ralph, so Ralph calls it that. Ralph don't call a lot. Of, Ralph said a lot of shit that I, I, pay, I don't pay attention to do. Like, Ralph <laughs> is the person that started me saying hello a long time ago. And I hate that shit. <laughs> Man, that's hella dude. Shout out hella, to Ralph. Hella, this, hella that. Him and his wife are on Hawaii right now on the anniversary. Hello, hello, hello. Yesterday was the anniversary. Happy anniversary. Well, happy anniversary, guys. I mean, but hella was kind of a fad word. No, in like that's a, it's still, still hella, hella funny. It, it that was, hella, that was over hella here, food. over here in California, that word is law. Oh, hella is like what up, though, in Detroit. Yeah. Um. Who just was it? Paul Pierce or who? Who just got a copy written trademark to what up though? I don't know because I don't pay attention to these things. I don't pay attention to hood news. This Paul Pierce is hood now. Paul Pierce is a jackass. I hate Paul Pierce. Okay, well, because he got fired. That was the one that got fired from ESPN, right? Yeah, but I don't like Paul Pierce anyway, so what matter? Uh, okay. Paul, okay. Is, Paul Pierce is forever going to be a person who's anti-LeBron because anti-LeBron used to whoop his ass. <laughs> 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 that nigga, he hates LeBron. <laughs> he will find any, uh, any reason to hate this nigga. LeBron could walk down the street and this nigga will come up and be like, no, nah, I don't know that nigga. Oh, man. so he's that, like, obsessed over LeBron? Yeah, it's different for him than Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless made a whole career off of hate LeBron. 
Paul yeah, Pierce. Well, yeah, we know that. Paul Pierce hates LeBron because LeBron used to whoop his ass. That's really what the, he hates him because LeBron was better than him. <laughs> like that's his issue with LeBron. Um, but uh, so we'll get into. So, well, first of all, how have you been? It's been a while. Um, I've been cool. Honestly, mostly uh, my time has been going towards um show that does open six days from now, which I'll say May thirteenth. Uh, open book theater if anybody's in the down river area of Michigan um, doing a show called Too Heavy for Your Pocket it is a uh, wonderful two act piece uh, takes place 1961 Nashville right on the verge of the Freedom Riders movement um, that's all I can say Ashley would have been a house nigger at that point I'm sorry, uh, no slavery was over in the 60s what are you talking still around. about still around. Still around. Still around. still around, still around. Still around. Yeah, but you was kind of right on the line in Jim Crow, though, so, like, you kind of like, blurred it a little bit. You really got away with some shit. Yeah, no, not because, I mean, yeah, you know, my, hus- yeah. my husband the show is black, so no, that, that would not it's, fly. Yeah, the show, we know in real life, that's going to wear a white man. Marry a white man. No, um, lies. <laughs> lies. That's the truth. Her experience with white men ain't been too good. No, I, first off, I've actually dated a white man before. Well, technically... He can't be considered out of my race because he was Irish American and I am Irish American. So technically, I did not date outside my race. In America, Irish is not a race. (laughs) (laughs) Or, I mean, (laughs) it used to be. It used to be in America, and then it wasn't because they decided, oh shit, we want to be a part of the white people privilege. So we're going to join you motherfuckers. (laughs) They used to ride with the black people, and they was like, you know, we don't like being treated like them, so we're going to ride with the white people. <laughs> okay, so they're literally... They're, zero, not, they're not a race anymore. They're a nationality. And so with blacks, they're, there's, no. you know... Because, you know, Africans would technically say that, oh, no. blacks should not call and, themselves and African-Americans. Like, yeah, but not, it's a, it's a, it's a made-up thing. You know, this is, they're, uh, they're, they're descendants of Africans, and they're Americans, so yes, they're African-Americans. <laughs> Yeah, but at see, one point, but see, I understand. At one point in our society, there were they were split up based on that. It, it, it was the Irish brown Ameri- paper bag. No, well, wait, Irish wait, Americans, about- African okay. Americans, Jewish Americans. Yeah, and like uh, the in the twenties, the thirties, the forties, right. and then at that point, and then you had your regular, your regular old white people who were regular know, old white here. people, the the, the racists, the, the 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 quote unquote the people who were born here, the Anglo Saxon type thing. And at one point, they decided. Well, in order for us to be the be the majority and maintain our power, we you know because all these separate races, but they still technically look white, so we could swallow them up. And at one point, Irish people, all the other subjects were considered other, and so we were all kind of they were all of us kind of in the same group as far as the minorities in this country. And then at some point, they was like, well, you know what? We don't like being. We want the benefits of being the majority, so we're gonna join up with these. Well, it was easier for them to blend in with that because of. And their, also, their skin. it was it was a power dynamic. So hey, if we go with the majority, we get more power. So why not? And so that's what happened. So they that's why they that's why they it's funny because they still get mad when people just call them white, but it's like y'all kind of chose that. And I'm not saying you individually, but your 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 ancestors chose to be swallowed up into the idea of what whiteness is mm-hmm. because it benefited y'all. And so now you along with those benefits. You also get the the, the the downside of it. So it's what it is. But whatever the case may be. Um and another history lesson for today. Um, the more you know. Um, 
And I'm looking at a pterodactyl. That being said, um, well, nothing's been going on with me. <laughs> so I finally bought my new bed, which is important. Um, to me anyway. The 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 pure dream, dream. Well, oh, dream cloud. The, the dream cloud. I have my new bed. That's all I care about. I gotta put that bitch together, but I got it. Got my new bed. Um, paid a few bills. Um, so adulting me, stuff. Me and my family went karaoke. Went to the karaoke last Saturday. Where at? Uh, one six eight crab. Oh, the there. crab place in Troy. It's in Madison Heights. First of all. Oh, it's technically it's, well, it's out there near Troy. It's Madison Heights, so specifically right across from um, Best Buy. <laughs> oh, fortunate Jodar. That was that the old Best Buy you used to work at. Yeah. Oh. That was the best way I used to work at back in the early 2000s. So that's why you're like, huh, I'm I'm back. No, it's not really. I mean, I've been out there before. I didn't know that was there because I've been out there to the they that same building as an Asian grocery store. I've been out there before. Okay. And on the side is where the 168 Crab, where they do crab boys and stuff, but they also have like rooms you can run for karaoke. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that shit. They they be booked up. So we we booked that shit three weeks ago. We had to yeah, because so I know a few people that have gone there before. Um, so it's cool. Um, like the drinks are nice. The drinks are they get you where you need to be. I uh, get your private room, but you, you don't get drunk. So oh no, no, not I mean no, but I mean it's still you know whatever you know it's still good drunk. His his version of getting drunk is buzz. Yeah, buzz and tipsy is probably the closest you get to me getting drunk. I don't no, I don't do this no, but but yeah, know. how was the karaoke? No, we had fun. We had a ball. Like, we I, we was joking. It was like. All these R&B songs is because of my father, because he's an R&B head, and we exposed us all this shit when we was kids. So all these songs we know, these old-ass songs. Uh, I made the mistake, though, of trying to sing Can We Talk, um, and that voice, that song is way too high for my voice. I mean, but can't you put it in a different key? Because sometimes it's, it It would... does not sound... That song does not sound... When you have to sing the... Can you... That's... You have to push that part out. Well, yeah. That's the reason why Tang did the challenge. Because if you ain't, if you can't sing and like that's that, that's why a lot of people fail the challenge. Because too. you have to push that. Even if you try to sing it in a different tone, you still have to push. Yeah. For a voice on that part, my voice ain't. Yeah, I, because Tevin Campbell had a falsetto. He was on also that. sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And I'm also, a, I wouldn't. My voice ain't that no more. So I can't do that. So I that almost died I'm trying to sing that. Thing. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're, you're alive still. I was like, that was a mistake. Um, then my <laughs> sister came in and sang the same thing. I was like, yeah, shit was made for your voice. So it was made for mine. Oh, so she sung it. But she's a girl. Her voice is way lighter. She can pull this shit off. She can, like, I can't I can't do that shit no more. My voice is too, nope. So the um, song is not made for a, a tenor at all. Not, especially not a second tenor. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we sung, uh, we did a bunch of songs, whatever. It has the mic, it has the, the two mics, it has the... The, the, the screen and the speakers and has YouTube music pulled up so you just type in whatever you want to look up. Oh, so you do... Oh, so it's not like an actual DJ. No, you type in whatever... It's your room. It's a private room, so you go in there. Oh, well, that's have cool. the computer, the, the little keyboard, so you type in whatever you want to type in on YouTube music. You can pull up the karaoke version of a song and you know, so the words will be here, whatever the case may be. But yeah, so you can sing whatever you want. You're not limited to whatever they get. It's whatever's on YouTube, so... Oh, that's cool. Um, So yeah, we had... My sister, uh, we did uh, All Cried Out by Allure. Oh, he, oh, that version. We used to sing that Not song. the Lisa Lisa Cole jam version. No. All cried out by Allure in 112. Okay. Well, uh, well Allure and... Even though and Lisa Slim. Lisa originally sung that. I don't know anything about the... I don't even know the one, so I wouldn't know. Wait, so you I'm don't only know about Lisa Lisa? I don't know. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know. I only know that one song because my sister used to listen to that song all the fucking time. <laughs> so I know I mean, that, that was one. the jam. It was. It literally jam. used to be playing on videos all the time. On, did she order it from the box? 
when it was. No, it's only that song came out in like two thousands. It's like one. But four. even on the because I, I remember the box ain't been, been around since like ninety nine. Then you know they got that rid song, of it in 2000, 2001. Because okay, I remember but that even song on, didn't come out to like two thousand four. No, it was not. It was out before two thousand and four. We're about to look this up now. Allure. Because no, it was it was definitely on the box. And because the box also used to come on channel sixty-eight. So this is how I know. Um uh, I was ninety seven. See, boom. Thank you. Well, I don't know. Cause I remember it used to be in the little montage when they would do the commercials for the box. And I haven't seen no, I haven't seen the the box wasn't no regular shit. By that point it would move to a like a, a That's what I said. It, yeah. It was on TV sixty eight. I wasn't watching that shit. I only watched it when it was on channel, nigga. I had when I had when it was on cable, nigga. I'm watching that shit when it's on random ass TV. <laughs> fuck, I'm not poor. Um, what? Wow, really? Really? What? Well, how dare you? Once it wasn't on like its own channel, I stopped See, chasing that shit around because it wasn't because it wasn't on. Oh, but it also wasn't consistent. It came on at like eight o'clock or ten o'clock at night or some random shit. It wasn't like on the all day. It wasn't like it used to. Be. Ah, well, okay, okay. So when we when I used to catch the box, it would be on like from yeah, it was six a.m. until like I would say noon, and then I remember yeah. it would come back on from like six p.m. to midnight. Yeah, it wasn't. So it was on like the, the time. So but on the weekends more. they would usually I'm play it throughout the whole entire shit. day. I'm when it was on, it was the own station. The fuck? He doesn't believe that, that he's shit. bougie, but he just made a bougie comment, y'all. TV jams was a thing then too. I didn't want to pay attention to that shit. Well, yeah, and then no, that song used to get between her like that song used to play get played a lot in our house. So, no, that's the reason why I know that song. Um, so, the Boy Is Mine, I used to annoy everybody that, in the I house. Um, I used to that song. Um, <laughs> that, that is a go-to karaoke for mine. We just sing. We had, you know, my stuff, I got to sing her Anita Baker song, so that was good. Oh, yeah, so Anita Baker is always a classic. Which one? Uh, you don't know, because, yeah, you don't know, know Anita Baker. What? What's that song? Caught up in whatever the rapture? You, no, whatever you... Whatever it takes to no. make you happy. Yes, that one. Yeah, that it's whatever it takes. That's from... That one, that one. So inspiration. Fuck. I need to make her. Um, so... I mean, yeah, she, she, she's a bitch in real life. However, her music is care. just timeless. I, I, I care about care. the music. I don't like, like D-Voice singer. I never had... But it. hers is very unique. Fuck. It is maker. very unique, and it, it also, fits her. Also, you know her. her, you know her, she knows she reminds me of... You ever seen the original Ghostbusters? Oh my god! You remember Gozer when the girl showed up with the haircut and the square head? That's <laughs> Why would you do that? Like a needle Why? <laughs> Why? Don't. I mean, she had her eraser head. <laughs> and the sad part, she kept that through her entire career. Yes, she career. did. That's my I, point. I hated. I hated it. I, even as a kid, I hated it. It worked mom, in the 80s. My mom still was doing a lot of fucking Nita Baker. We did too in the house. I mean. Um, Nita Baker, fucking Sade, fucking. Which Sade song? We ain't singing on Nita Baker. We ain't singing on Sade. Um, oh, you're talking about listening to his yeah, listen. But no, listen, yes. what else did we play? We played. Uh, uh, we played a lot of Parliament, but that was mainly because of my dad. He he was a Parliament uh, head, played, which I, I love. We played. Uh, Rick James, Isaac Hayes, that was another one. And because my dad had the. He had the actual. Uh, vinyls of Isaac Hayes, so hot butter, so yes, and all 14, 15 minutes of the actual song by the time I get to Phoenix. What else did we sing? What else did we fucking sing? Um, you didn't do no Bone Thugs? It's a karaoke. We sung. We did our only rap we did. You can sing. Uh, bone Thugs rap, technically could sing. The only rap song we did was, and it was just random as hell, because at some point it was like, well, everybody got to do at least one song solo. And so Nicole was like, um, 
Superman by Eminem. It was like, what? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? And she did it. We all, she did it, but we all sung a song with her. That is so that funny. Shit was <laughs> random as fuck, but it was hilarious. But technically, you could have sung a bone. I could have, but that wasn't what we were thinking about. We were just doing our R&B shit. Okay, I was trying, I mean, that's I was trying to get my singing voice off. That's what it was. You could have done that with a bone thug yeah, song. Yeah, not to the same level. Like, them niggas harmonized. Them niggas weren't singers. Like, let's be clear. I know. I know every bone thug's harmony. You know what I mean? I know. I know this shit. Um, you miss Uncle Jaws. Nah, I'm going to fuck you John up. Jaws. Fuck you up. I'm glad that episode never got out. That is a that is a lost episode. The lost. We're going to the lost tapes one day. Of Uncle Jaws. Jaws. But yeah, uh, what else do we sing? I kept trying to get my dad to sing, but he wouldn't. He um, didn't do no he singing. He participated, like, as far as on some of the songs group-wise, he was singing. Like, as far as if it's a song he knew, he would. Like, we all sung um, uh, Slow Jam by uh, Usher. We all sung that. Not the Midnight Star version. Nigga, no. <sighs> the one that everybody knows. Okay. We gotta give homage to who originally sung it. I don't give a it. fuck. That's because not the point. It was point. also written by Kenneth Babyface. I don't Emmons. give a damn. I'm just saying. We sung the song that we wanted to sing. I don't give a damn who sung it. Rich. Who cares? You know what you sound like. <laughs> you sound one of them motherfuckers that you want everybody. You know how you said I sound to know it all. You sound one of them niggas always want everybody to know that I know shit. I don't no, care. But it's just a fun You've done it like fact. four times in the last It's just a fun fact. It don't like, matter. No, but but you, the reason why. Because there are certain versions. Uh, but I literally said slow jazz by Usher, and then you said, oh, not this version. I told you which version. So you can't give me that excuse. <laughs> but maybe you. the audience wants to know, like, okay, well, who originally sung it? And you know, there if you go. You need to know that you can go look it up your fucking self. Some people don't know how to do that. <laughs> Nigga, Google's free. If they're not doing it by now, they better be either in a coma or fucking a uh, vegetable. Or they're Amish. They ain't listening to this thing, nigga. <laughs> what the fuck? Dumbass nigga. Uh, what else do we sing? Um, no Chris Brown, even though y'all. Fuck Chris Brown. Yeah, um, well, yeah but, but still. What else do we fucking sing? I don't remember. Um, Rihanna, Beyonce. No. Oh, uh, uh, my sister, one of my sisters, uh, somewhere irre- irre- irreplaceable. That song irritates me because I hear it all the time in rotation at, at the plant. At the what? The plantation. Oh. Yes, oh, I refer to it. Yes. Well, so that song uh, was sung, I think the last song we sung all together was uh, Music Solo Child, um, Previous Cats, because my shit. Oh. Shit, and all of us sung that. My dad, everybody sung that song. We all, y'all, all know the song. Cause my dad, like, we got, so like I said, my dad's an R&B head. Yeah, when we was growing up, that's what he. So my dad's the person that turned the song to Jill Scott. He's the person that turned the song to Music Soul Child. Matter of fact, I remember specifically because it was like when I was at state, and I would come home, and that's when they, that year they came out. Mm-hmm. So when I come home, that's what he was playing in the car. So he played those. Um, so we, that's we all know. All we all was playing Music Soul Child all the time. Um, we played, oh yeah, my brother, we sung, uh, what did we sing? Chris sung, uh, what was the other song we sung? We sung some Black, Black Street songs. We sung, uh, Don't Leave. We sung, um, Before I Let Go. Mm-hmm. Um, we, oh, <laughs> did he not do that song? I don't think he, uh, oh, we did do that. Um, 
liar by profile. A liar. You're a cheater, deceiver, heartbreaker. I won't hit you back in my life. So I'm taking the house, the cars, the keys, and the dog. I want it all. Uh, wait, my sister. Look at she she sung a song by Uncle Sam. Do you remember that song? It was like the real slow song yeah, it was like, that was depressing. Somebody wrote him a letter. Yeah. Um, and my sister sung the whole song. She was uh, like, she was like, yo, sing your make songs. Like, this was hurt. Like, his, his, he was hurt. <laughs> like, I don't even remember wait, the name changed, of it, but I can't remember the name of the song. But it was basically the letter of his best friend writing saying, "I basically, I, I'm fucking your girl. I'm took your girl." No, basically, it's like Uncle like Sam. A, what? Oh man. All the one-hit wonders in the 90s, dog. I thought, well, what, didn't Uncle Sam come from a group? Sam? I have no idea. All I know him is for that. I song. don't ever want to see you again. Yeah, that one. Yeah, it seemed like that was the only song. Did he remade Tender Love? Oh. No. No, um, it says it here. Yeah, I, was, like, actually, I just thought about it. Did y'all even know. sing that? Tender Love? No. Oh. I, don't, I just realized I only sung like one in, in um, New Edition song. It was only a Can You Stand the Rain. Um... Oh, yeah, the, the go-to new uh, edition. We did uh, the acapella of uh, if, if I Fall in Love Again by Shy. Oh, okay. Um, Any boys to men? I did Water Runs Dry. I did Water Runs Dry. Um, yep, I did that. But yeah, oh, no, but the funny part, so <laughs> when we first got there, my stepmom was telling us she had something funny to tell us, but mm-hmm. she didn't get a chance to tell us what she forgot. So we walking out, we out there talking, and right before she walks out, right when she walking out, my dad's like, oh, yeah, sorry. Before we get out, I might as well tell y'all what happened. And she's like, hold on, let me, let me, let me. So, what happened was, so the week before my dad was in Ohio. He went down to Ohio with my uncle. My grandma wasn't doing too well, so they going, they went down to help out with him, right? Mm-hmm. My aunt, you know, she couldn't, like, lift him up or take him. My grandma's 95, my grandpa's 95, so. Mm-hmm. So, my uncle and my dad went down to stay, you know, help out, whatever, for the week. My grandpa's doing well. He's doing fine now. Okay. That's um, good. Like, cause we all convinced he gonna outlive all. This. He gonna make it to hundred. I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. Um, but whatever the case may be, my dad proceeds to tell us. He says, "Before I, before I get out, I guess I should tell y'all. I OD'd on the edible." <laughs> 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 I said, not OD. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what the fuck happened? <laughs> Wait, wait, what, Mr. And my, mind you, my father is Mr. Nothing Affects Him. He no, that's where you get it from. No, no, he's worse. Nothing, I'm talking about weed, nothing. He, like, he swear everything we do is soft. <laughs> you know, probably like four or five of those, we got like nothing happened, like oh, nothing affects him, right? But mind you, I guess these are edibles that my grandpa prescribed. My grandpa takes two of these bitches to go to sleep. So they, he's oh, so fine. he has like real bad sleep insomnia. No, he just, he, but he's, I mean, he was some smoke weed was gonna come at one point, so oh. and it's prescribed. So he gets him prescribed. But I guess these edibles he takes, he takes two of these to go to sleep. Like, but he t- he's prescribed edibles or whatever. But he, I guess he takes two of them to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. One fucked my dad up to the point that apparently was it a brownie or cookie? I don't, I didn't ask. All I know is he said he was in the bedroom <laughs> and he called my stepmom and he called her. And she said he was talking about, I'm yelling, but nobody can hear me. And she said it was so bad, he was in tears. Oh, my God. They had to call the ambulance to take this nigga to the hospital. Oh, my God, no. 
<laughs> like, my nigga, what? You had to go to the hospital. <laughs> this nigga had to go to the hospital because he OD'd off a of one edible. Lord dog. have mercy. Uh, he's so, like, nigga, he's like, he's like, no, these edibles different than the ones y'all be having. I don't know <laughs> And the first thing, but the first thing we asked, like, nigga, so you bring some? What the fuck? <laughs> He's like, next time we go to the I mean, so what did they do? They pumped his stomach or what? Know, we, we was too busy laughing to ask all these that, questions. Wow. You was okay, so we just, now we get into the jokes. Right. <laughs> he OD'd on it. I said, why nobody record this, nigga? I need a video. <laughs> I said... I said, this nigga retired. I said, you retiring. You know, you have all type of new experiences, huh? Yeah, basically. <laughs> he living his life to the fullest. This nigga OD'd on the edible. Well, that's, that's the way to start, I guess. I said, this is, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> he said, next time he go to, he go to see Grandpa, he go, get, he go see if he got to bring something with him. Like, you need to. We need to see. I need to try to eat. Oh, oh, man. Nigga, this nigga OD. <laughs> Does your dad commonly do edibles? He, he'll do it once all the time, but he always makes he always like the ones we give him. Don't do shit. So he had like all the shit we got to solve. He's like, nah, this shit's one like the ones y'all be having. That nigga was done. That nigga was done. Oh man! And I'm like, oh, this nigga did not. Get wow. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. I'm like, ah. Mm-mm-mm. God, I wish I could have saw that. This shit would be hilarious. Man. So yeah, that was that was definitely hilarious. That was that was definitely a, a great way to end the night. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga, oh, dude, on the fucking edible. <laughs> wow. Um. <sighs> all right. So now that we've caught up, because we can get to the news. So we'll we'll kind of work our way backwards. Do 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 do. So. Uh. I guess I can say my condolences to the um, his hive, to, to Kevin so uh, Kevin Samuelites. They got too. <laughs> um, no, but they are they are they are hurt. They're heartbroken. They are in tears because they their Lord and Savior. Oh my God! Their Lord and oh Savior died on the cross. We we <laughs> missed him. He, he died for our sins. <laughs> 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 all right. All right. All right, so for those who don't know, and for those who don't care, Kevin yeah. Samuels, if you don't know who Kevin Samuel is, he's a gay dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least a closeted gay man, whatever yeah. you want to call him. He was a gay, he was a dude. We talked about him before. Who was married and divorced twice yes. and, and is a, a jerk. So Kevin Samuels Chauvinist. made a, um Okay, so first of all, I guess we can give a history. Kevin Samuels initially started his platform on the internet bashing men. Mm-hmm. That did That's get gay. popular. That didn't, get, that, is, get, that, that didn't get popular. Yep. But he even said to himself, if he started bashing women, mm-hmm. his popularity would grow. Mm-hmm. So. And there is proof about he that. Did. He did. He switched his platform to criticizing women and not in a, a very. Um, Constructive. Not in a very complimentary way. Yeah. Making all type of, you know, leaning into very stereotypes that men have about women, especially black women, mm-hmm. and, and basically telling them they're not valued because they have children or they're not married by a certain age. Yeah, if you're or, if you're over thirty five, you're you're pretty much leftovers. Um, if you make too much money as a woman, you're not going to be valued by men. If you uh, all these different things, he would tell all these, and he would say these things in such a very rude way. Mm-hmm. That you know, it was just like what the fuck, and he got, and of course his platform grew because all he did was echo 
And he no, would bring people no, onto the show too. Well, yeah, but to, no to kind of pretty much make examples out of it. It's no different than like you're catering to an audience. It's no different than yeah, the scent. Well, the, the Fox the News trash does. They yeah, they to cater to the wanna, the racist wanna, conservatives who want to live in that echo chamber and hear the shit that they agree with already. Mm-hmm. So he catered to a, a segment of men who already feel this and way some about women. Them. Well, yeah, because they're picking women who who fall into who have been conditioned by patriarchy, just like most people have. Yep. So they 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 fit into the category of believing that the shit is real or it is true, and they, he caters to that population, and then he got he blew up off of it because there are men who really believe that this world is not is is geared towards women, which is not and never has been, but they really believe that, and it really what it boils down to is a course correction. For so long, the society was been is is built off of men and, and developed. I mean, it still is. Mm-hmm. And when they women act started, like it at least. And women still, and when women started to get a little consideration or a little more leeway or a little more, um, you know, notice or freedom, freedom and independence, and independence, the men lost their minds. Oh my God, I don't like this. And so, anytime they can see some opportunity to bash women, to harass women. To call women out, they're gonna take it because they want to make sure they keep them below a certain level or make a reminder that they don't think highly of them. That's really what it boils down to. They they hate men. Wants to disagree or with they, they, they hate minds. women and they, they secretly love their That's friend. It. So with that being said, Mr. Samuels, who was also married and divorced twice, just just an FYI, is giving this type of advice out. Calling people, especially black women, very, you know, low standard and low self-esteem and, you know, you're, you're basically, you're, you're past your time if you don't have a man. Yet this man has been married and divorced twice. And how ironic is it that in the wake of his death, he died while being with a woman that he met the night before? Hold on, wait, you hold on, hold on. You jump on the shark. Hurry up then, sir. Hurry up. (laughs) You have to, you should know how to tell stories. You have to, you you don't rush the story. Sir. You don't rush the story. Well, I I was helping you get there. All right. So look, so with that being said, can't rush the story, but we're going, we're going to get there. So basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Mr. Samuels decided to, he met a woman who was, let's say a BBW is the best way to describe her. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, he met the night before. Met her the night before. And um, they engaged in some activities and. In the midst of those activities, according to her her recount of everything, um, he he started complaining about chest pains while he was on top of her and proceeded to pass the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, apparently, apparently he went. Um, but they and, tried to revive but, him wait, supposedly. So apparently he went before he came. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, so with that being said, um, the irony of him uh, having relations with a woman who was on the thicker side, um, based on his uh his uh continuous bashing of black women who are nowhere near as big as the woman he was with. Mm-hmm. And that's nothing wrong with her because she's an attractive woman. Yeah. But based on his previous assessments of women who have called into a show or his 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 quote unquote standards for what a higher volume woman is, mm-hmm. she wouldn't meet those standards based on yeah, what he said. Not at all. So as as, but that's as, funny, as, as, again. as usual, people listen to people who don't practice what they preach. And then also, too, now, like, his death... I've heard, too, it's a possibility that someone put a, a hex on him. I've heard yes. that he was assassinated. 
So it's a conspiracy apparently theory he's now. He's a martyr. He's Martin Luther King. He's a he's Malcolm, Malcolm X. Oh, now. Wow. Yeah. According to some of these dudes. Lord. Um. Mm-hmm. But I also want to point out this. One of the last videos that Kevin Sam I saw about Kevin Samuels. Yeah, I think I was listening to it earlier. Or you told um, oh the I know which one so, you tell. There was a point where he was talking to a woman and she was talking about her kid telling her that her boyfriend or the man she was dating had touched her. And he basically said, why believe the kid? And then he proceeds to say, kids lie. So he basically is saying that if your kid tells you that you're a significant other or somebody or a man or woman, whatever the case, has touched them inappropriately that you should not automatically believe your child Mm -mm -mm. because kids lie. Mm -mm -mm. Kids don't know enough at that age about that kind of stuff to just randomly lie about a person touching them inappropriately. Yeah. And you should not just deny or dismiss your child if they... Because first of all, most kids are not going to even just come out and openly tell you that. Right. Because they're too scared. Exactly. So they're not going to just say something like that if there's not some smoke there. First and foremost... Also, why would you ever tell a woman not to believe her child? You would rather her believe the man over her child. Because unfortunately, that's what society like, why teaches he's like, us. Why it's... would you ruin your relationship, um, um, because, uh, just off of what the kid said? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because again, this is the the poor, the piss poor ass thinking of society that you know, when it comes to sexual assault, molestation, abuse that goes on in the family, you're supposed to sweep it under the rug because you know that that's still Uncle Pete. And so, you know, he's still family and, you know, it's, it's that's just who he is. And maybe if your daughter wasn't so fast, he wouldn't have to do that and blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, people are fucking dumb, just like Kevin Samuels. Um, Yeah, and then also, I think it was one before that, too, I was listening to where basically, yeah, if you are a woman that's over the age of 35... Um, and you're not married yet, then that means that there's something wrong with you. You and, are a leftover woman in his exact And that a man can easily, you know, pick that up off of you because, you know... Because apparently you being single and um, and if you're being over 35 and you're single, that means there's something wrong. He can... It's like it's smelling on you like it's a stench or something. What the fuck? Yeah, because who... I mean, who says that you have to be married by a certain age? That's the problem because I know, I know quite a few people... Well, my thing got, is this. Why does that only apply to the woman? <sighs> Because if a man is meeting you at 35 at that point, or you're over 35, you're most likely meeting a guy. And that's what I, I read age. some comments that said so that. How does they that they not said, like, well, to that's. The guy, exactly. But only to the woman. That makes no sense whatsoever. Because, again, men feel like they're, they're in, in, invisible, invincible, and that, you know, basically it's easy for them to pick a woman because at the end of the day, it's a whole, the whole two like the three to one ratio when it comes to women trying to find a man. So there's more women than there are men. And so men can easily have like, you know, whatever woman that they want to, and they can have multiple women at the same time, which as you know, for the woman, we have to be more desperate because you know, it's make it or break it. If you can't get the man that you want, then your ass is grass and you're basically, you, you, you lucked out and you're miserable. That's pretty much what they're saying. But stupid. Aside from Mr. Samuel's death, the discourse around his death has been the most interesting part. A lot of people have celebrated it. Well, I don't know if they're celebrating as much as they're like, ha, isn't that ironic? I don't think, like, they're not cheering as much as they're just like, Kanye shrug. Because what's happening is a lot of black men are like, why are y'all acting like that's over a man dying? 
and they're like, what did you want us to do? Cry at his fucking funeral? Oh, this my man, God. This man built what a platform. Lord Kevin Samuels. He built a platform <laughs> Why off you of bashing me? black women. Why did you forsake me? <laughs> How am I going to learn to continue to, to, to be an alpha male? Uh, who, who will I turn to for guidance? Dr. Umar? Who? Hmm? Like, he again. built a platform off of bashing black women. So, why would you think, like I said to Ashley the other day, you get back what you put out. out. So, if you've given nothing but negative energy to certain people, that segment of the population does not owe you shit in return. Just because you died, it doesn't absolve you of the nasty shit you did in your life. And And y'all can say, oh, he was just a shock jock or no. No, you did, you made, you built your career and you made money off of bashing black women. Mm-hmm. And you did it on purpose because as you stated yourself, when your p- platform was about men, they didn't pay attention to you. So, but there is a currency in bashing women, women. especially yep. black, black women. women in our society. So, if it's like, yo, shit, I can make some money off of this, and why not? And that's exactly what you did. And you know what? You got a loan in an apartment that wasn't yours mm-hmm. with a chick you had just met the day before. Mm-hmm. And that's high value, right? <laughs> right. Somebody that's also been married and divorced twice. Um, and then also two people, because people are just very, very ignorant. Um, when people are, you know, stating the case as to why it's just like they're not celebrating the fact. And like you said, like, because I do agree with the fact, like, I mean, I'm not going to sit up there and go, woohoo, you know, but I, at the same time, I'm like, you know, you reap what you sow. And people were just like, well, that man has a family. He's still somebody's His son. family don't even like him. And it's like, okay, well. My condolences go out to his family. But, but no, I'm not going to feel a way about him. Fuck no, him. No. Like, yo, you being a, a fucked up person does not, you, that don't change because you died. Nope. Because that's the legacy he left behind. That's, that's the what legacy you left. People don't understand Like, y'all had like, that. when somebody, if. If you met a dude, if, if a nigga you knew was always just fucking over people in your life and he died, are you gonna feel away? No. Mm-mm. Fuck, I don't get, I don't feel away one way or the other. Cause I mean, like, okay, look at Saddam Hussein when they when they beheaded him in front of his whole entire fucking country. You didn't see no niggas was celebrating. They was happy as fuck. They were cheering and clapping as the niggas and granted, getting beheaded. It's not to that level, but the point is, like, you give out negative energy, you're going to get negative Exactly. So, and this whole idea that black men want black women to just accept bullshit, that's the thing. Black, or, women, been, black women have been accepting y'all bullshit for years and just forgiving y'all, and they're not doing that shit. Or anymore. the excuse that they're saying is that a lot of women that are bothered by this is because they're the women that don't know how to take accountability, and they think they're never at fault. <clears throat> That's basically it. Yep. Um, and also, too, there I've, I've read some people say, like, yeah, he might have said it in a fucked up way, but a lot of what he said made sense because it is true that, you know, most of these women out here, they're in the, in the situations that they're in now because they, they keep going for ain't shit niggas and blah, blah, blah. But the problem is, it's like we're only addressing the women, but why are we not addressing the ain't shit men? Well, in, see, in my thing. Just the whole idea of pick better men, pick blah, blah, blah. Y'all want them to pick, y'all keep saying pick better men, but y'all not holding the dudes accountable for being better men. Exactly. Like, because a woman don't know if you trash when she first meets you, because most dudes are putting, they're not being themselves from the mm-hmm. beginning. If that was the case, none of this shit would be a problem. But nine times out of ten, 
that dude put on a role to get what he wanted, mm-hmm. and once he got close, he started acting like himself. So then you can't come and say, well, pick better it men. Call, when it's she called the representative. Like you meet that, the representative, and then... Representative? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. What, what? English words? Oh, come on. This is not English school right English now, mister. Uh, we're not... A, this is not schoolhouse rock, Reading okay? Rainbow. Representative... You knew what exactly what I meant, though. I know what you were trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. I'm a, I'm a grammar Nazi. That's not going to change. Yeah, we know that. Anyways. Words matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, there it is called the representative. And then, yes, once you, you, you get what you want, then the real you comes out. And it's interesting because we had this debate in my comedy group. And, of course, yes, there are some I trash. I want to point out, there's yeah. some trash motherfuckers in our comedy group. Because all the bad takes come from comedy. I've never heard one good take come from this fucking comedy. And it's, it's mostly the men in this group, which, yes. Anyways, um, one guy basically said, because I gave the scenario, because it was actually a um, clip that I found on Instagram that we discussed, and this was kind of going along the lines of the fact that, you know, how would you define a man that uses a woman solely for sex but tries to make it seem like, you know, he just wants to be her friend and yada, 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 all this other stuff. Like, does that make him a ain't shit nigga? And so there were people on the panel that said yes. He That's honestly borderline, like, you know, rapey vibes, as they put it. So the guy in the group was like, no, that's stupid because what nigga is going to sit up there and talk about some, yeah, I'm about to talk to this girl just so I can get pussy up out of her. Like, ain't no real nigga, ain't no nigga thinking like that. Dudes don't think like that. That's a delusion. So a lot of you women, y'all be missing the red flags and that's why y'all end up in the situations. And I'm like, so, again... Yes, if a woman, you know, if she doesn't understand it the first time, no, that's your fault. But if she keeps going back to it, yes, I can understand why then in that case she would need to take more accountability. The issue is is that when men, the men that are doing this shit, why are the men not held accountable? You can't control what other people do because at the end of the day, an ancient nigga is an ancient nigga. He going to tell you that he ain't, he an ancient nigga. No, the fuck he's not. Not all of them do, though. Not all of them do, though. What world is a nigga living in? Uh, a very delusional you know, one. You know what he sounds like? Okay, so I worked in sales for a very long time. Yes. One of my biggest pet peeves about working in sales, especially when you were as a supervisor, even when I was in, uh, just an employee, I hate role plays. <laughs> yes, yeah, he's a role play kind of guy. I hate, I hate role <laughs> plays. And I hate role plays for a specific reason. It's not realistic. Mm-hmm. It's not realistic because I can make up any dream scenario I want to be, but I know it's not real. So my reactions or my responses are not going to be natural because I know, like, even if I, even if you switch up the role play and you make it, you start throwing me curveballs, mm-hmm. it's still not natural because you're not a real customer. You're somebody I'm performing with at that point. It's not real. It's the same reason I hate hypothetical questions. Because my <laughs> oh, thought yeah. is, I don't know how I'm going to react in that situation because your emotions... The, the situation, yeah, and that was like that thing we got into thi- it too about the, the whole Will Smith situation. All those things change depending on the situation. So, with that being said, he sounds like a kind of person who had this idea of what a perfect situation is. That's not reality. The reality is mm-hmm. niggas literally out here performing to try to get chicks to do the shit what the fuck they want. There are literally niggas on the internet who will tell you, yo, yeah, this is how you get a chick to. Give it up if she acting funny. Yeah, like these are the kind of things that niggas are actually doing in their lives. Mm-hmm. That's the whole, the whole idea of game 
was that. Yeah. How can I convince this woman to give me the time of day? Because the reality is, and what a lot of guys don't want to accept, is that if a woman if a woman thinks she's attractive or she's interested, it ain't really much you got to do. Yep. Because she's going to make that decision one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, your game is not going to do anything but talk you out of, of her attention. Mm-hmm. That's what it's going to do. Yep. You start at whatever level she set you at. So either you're at a potential of going further than what, hey, I'm going to actually have a conversation with this nigga, or I don't want to be bothered with this nigga. It's one of the two. And you can either, you can, you can't, you can't usually talk your way into the conversation if she's already determined she don't want to give you the time of day. Mm-hmm. But you can talk your way out of the conversation yep. if she decides to give you that chance. And then some but dudes can't handle that, so then they, they start getting they, aggressive. It, it, because it's an ego thing. Yeah. Because guys are, they are conditioned to believe they control every situation. Mm-hmm. So it's always, yo, that woman, I did this. I'm the one that convinced her to like me. I'm the one that convinced her. Yes, you're, who you are as a person matters, but the unfortunate part is they think and it's also because there are some women who are based on, as far as, oh, how much money he like he got, what kind of draw. There are definitely materialistic people out there. But that's natural. That's across the board, women and men. So what you have or what you're wearing or how, what you appear to be will definitely appear uh, affect some people's perception of who you are. So, yes, that is a thing. We know that. But because of that, there are some people who have this idea that, oh, shit, if I don't have a certain style, if I don't wear a certain thing, or if I don't look a certain way, mm-hmm. nobody's going to give me the time of day. The problem with that is because they so they focus so much on that, they don't focus on just being a good fucking person. Yep. Which is the reason why when the person gets to know them, they're like, oh shit, you trash. Yep. You can't be a toxic motherfucker and behind all that shit because once all that shit go away or once they get past all that shit, all you are is a toxic motherfucker. So the only thing you really have going for you is the money or whatever you, your fucking pocketbook or in some cases, your sexual prowess. But outside of that, you a trash nigga. Yep. And that gets you so far to a point. But at some point, it's gonna be like, well, that's cool and all, but what else, nigga? You trash. Like you a horrible person. Um. But yeah. But these are also just he. He. Yeah. He was also one of the, the the people who you know agreed with a lot of what Kevin Samuel said because it's the truth. And a lot of people, especially black women in general are can't handle the truth because they they always want to be told what they want to hear and it's like um who 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 who's making these allegations up like oh you didn't oh. back to our regularly scheduled co- program so look um but yeah what it really boils down to is there's a lot of men who don't like women having autonomy um and that's the reason why they bash them and take every opportunity speaking of which and while this is an old story, it kind of speaks to a whole the whole idea of the whole Jada Will situation. Mm-hmm. Jada, and I don't care what nobody says, she has been the victim of a smear campaign, a targeted smear campaign, and it all stems from her her entanglement with August. Mm-hmm. Let's be clear: both her and Will were having situations outside their ears. First of all, they both said. They were not together. They were separated at the time. It's first thing. Everybody seems to ignore that and say they cheated. No, we, that's the reason why Will said there was no infidelity because we were separated. We were separated. So we and Will was even having his own also, sneaky Also, Will was leave. having his own situations outside the relationship too. So 
But nobody focuses on Will because as a man, you're expected to cheat. Yep. It's the, the issue with most people, and they don't care if it's men or in some cases women, they because they're conditioned to believe that this is not the right, is that, hey, men are expected to cheat, but if women do it, it's like, it's the a whole reason that even when you talk about how, when, when you hear, even comedians talk about how women cheat. Mm-hmm. The whole idea is that women are sneakier with their shit. And they're, and they're the, more the emotional idea, with The it. idea of why women, quote unquote, are sneakier is because it's not, it's looked down upon for them to have an extramarital affair. Whereas it's expected for men to do it. But honestly, women are a lot smarter at covering their tracks than men do. But they like, have to because... As a woman, for a long time, you weren't allowed to do that step outside outside your marriage on your husband mm-hmm. and get away with it and not have some type of consequence. <clears throat> Spousal abuse was just made illegal in, like, the 90s. Mm-hmm. There are still states where you can beat your wife legally. Yep. Down south, preferably. South Carolina. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And you can marry your um, your relatives, too. But the point is, with the whole Jada Will situation, the reason people have so many problems with Jada is because they don't like the idea. They, they just aren't comfortable with the idea of a woman being able to have a relationship outside her marriage and it'd be okay. And so from that point on, they have done everything they can to bash this woman. They've, they've And so in the media... Oh, and also don't forget Tupac, because, yeah, apparently... Well, yeah, yeah, but that's that neither here nor there. That just... Because their idea of what a masculine man is... It's it's a it's because it's really just there to bash Will because it's like the idea of Will being a quote unquote soft guy versus somebody who they perceive Pac as this ultra super uh, ultra masculine man. Mm-hmm. That's just a way to bash Will and view him as a a beta versus an alpha type thing. That's all that is. Right. But with the Jada situation, it's this idea that. Their marriage is not what they traditional what they what society it's not what society deems a traditional marriage should be, mm-hmm. but it's not y'all business. So when she says, "I never wanted to get married," that has nothing to do with Will, and that was I know women who don't that never wanted to get married. I know women who never want to have kids, yep. and then they had kids, mm-hmm. but it wasn't never something they desired to do at that point. Her saying that that was not her desire. And also saying that, yo, our families pressured us into getting married. Mm-hmm. I was emotional. I was going through it. With and my she pregnancy. was pregnant. With I was Willow. pregnant. So I wasn't. I wasn't trying to get married. I wasn't. That he wasn't my focus. It, yes. And our families pressured us to do that shit. Will is a very traditional person. And that he was married. You know, he stayed in that marriage longer than he had to because he didn't like the idea of. Having kids, having a son, and, right, and the whole idea of parents not being together because he was very traditional in that regard. But at some point, he realized he had to realize it wasn't going to work. But no, that he's and so that whole her saying that or the whole thing with the party, all it's not. If I if we're in a relationship and you tell me you you're supposed to love your partner the way your partner wants to be loved, not the way you want to be loved. Mm-hmm. That's not how that works. So if you know, that's why I love language. That's why. So if you if you plan a party that has nothing to do with what your partner would like, that's not about you, your partner. That's about your ego, yep. and that's all she was saying. But they're like, well, she shouldn't. Have. No, I'm not going to sit here because all that's doing is enabling you to think it's okay for you to ignore my wishes and do what the fuck you want to do and say fuck my feelings. 
Yeah. If I tell you I don't, that's like actually if I made you some food right now and I purposely put mushrooms in something I know you don't eat mushrooms and didn't tell you. That's fucked up. Because mm-hmm. now I'm pissing you off. Or if I if I give you, if I know you're allergic to seafood, if a person's allergic to seafood, but I purposely give them something with seafood and they don't know. You're basically saying, fuck your feelings, fuck what you care about. Yep. This is what I wanted to make. That's rude. Yeah. You, it's like ordering somebody's food at the restaurant and you order something that you, that they probably not going to eat, but you order because that's what you thought they want. That's an arrogance. That's an ego thing. Instead of asking. Instead of asking. And, and it's funny because if you ever watch a movie, all the little romantic comedies you watch, it was like this thing like, oh, if I order what she her food for her, that's a manly thing to do. No, it's not. It's stupid. All it does is it, it, it gives off the impression that she don't get to choose what she want to eat. You going to do it for her. That's stupid. And then, because what if she doesn't want that at the time? Then it's like, well, I'm not hungry for that. Then you're mad because, oh, well, but I thought you like, but that's not what I if want If you go right to now. a restaurant, I might want something different. Yes, exactly. It's different if... We go to the same place all the time and not always get yes, the same the thing. Same but if we thing. Are, like, most time when we see these situations, it would be like on a first or second date or some shit, he ordered for her. Or like it's not, or y'all going to a place. I, I'm gonna be honest. I I do find that kind of weird as fuck. If, if I'm going out on a date with you for the first time and you insist on ordering from me, I'm gonna look at you like you're a fucking controlling narcissist abuse. Or and I'm you're 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 definitely gonna give me Ike Turner vibes from that, and I I will probably have to to call and cancel this date. So because why why do you need to feel ne- the need to to order for me? Like a, I'm not a kid. I'm a not a kid. Thing. You you yeah. When you you order for your kids when they don't they can't form complete sentences or they're they're too indecisive. Yeah, you order for children. You don't order from grown ass people. Right. Unless, Unless you have a me, disability. Hey, go but ahead, then, order for me because I'm about to go to the bathroom or something. Right. Now, this yeah. is what I want. That's different than you just making it a point to order something for a person. Right. It's childish. But again, it's about control. So the the whole idea of the, the Jada being bashed in the media, these articles. And she's a these whore. Click, these clickbait headlines coming out. Saying, oh, now they're getting a divorce. Or these clickbait headlines coming out. Oh, she said she didn't think he should have slept. She didn't say shit. And no sources confirmed this, but people just ran with yep. it because it sounds based on what they've. Oh no, nah, she was. Nah, she wrong. She didn't say shit. Yep, she said it. Who, she, who she said, said she damn said thing? It. Where'd y'all get confirmation from? Y'all, it's they, just no, they said it. It's who no is different, they? It's no different with the Rocky Rihanna situation. When somebody, one person, said there on the internet, he started rumoring that he cheated. Nobody confirmed it. It was one account, mm-hmm. and everybody named Mama ran, ran with, with it. All of all of the news. Yep. Everybody to come out and deny the shit because it's like, the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, but this all because is why... y'all want to believe y'all want because people don't like Rocky and they people have different reasons why they don't like Rocky. and they also want they wanted to impregnate Rihanna. Well, that too, but yeah. there are also people who don't like Rocky and they, look, Rocky is giving people some reasons not to like him. I get that. Rocky has done some stupid shit. He said some dumb shit in the past. I, yeah. I'm not. I, don't, yeah. I understand that he yeah, had some yeah. colorist statements and stuff in the past. Yeah. I totally get that. However, that woman is pregnant. Mm-hmm. Y'all are adding stress to her life. Because y'all want to be out here childish and spreading shit. Nigga, they ain't said a word. They've been private outside of one. And I, and I, I find it funny that this all, as soon as that GQR come out, her talking about how she, like, how happy she is and everything. And all of a sudden, the next day, y'all spreading rumors. Because people uh, don't was, like people to be joking, happy. Like, uh, Joe, Drake saw that interview. was like, oh, fuck this. No, nah, it's, going, it's going too well. <laughs> 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 I think now it's something I just read. Like, he's been accused of shooting somebody or some shit. Yeah. 
Get arrested. Who? who? ASAP. No, I'm talking about Drake. Oh. The whole um, it's it was something that I think it was on Twitter or Instagram, like someone. Oh no! All right, yeah. So Drake is petty. Yeah. So what happened was, Lethal Shooter is a guy who he's like on the internet for like shooting. Really, he's a really good shooter. He does like sunshots and shit like that. So he had posted. So there was an article. Somebody was a, it was a, a, a quote somebody was saying about how T. Morant, who was John Morant's son, is getting to the point where he's getting annoying, just like Love Our Ball. It's a father. It's an NBA father. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, imagine you being. He's like, yo, man, these these guys, y'all want to criticize these men for being active and, and positive black fathers in their lives, and that's not okay, right? And so Drake commented under that and said, yo, like, yeah, imagine if you one of them kids and you got your father who's active in your life and people were viewing it like it's wrong or some shit like that. And he's like, shit, I don't care if my son go be, I said, I'm going to be like that with my son. I don't care if he in a Rubik's Cube conversation, I'm going to be like that. And so some guy decided that he wanted to be a troll. He said, he said, Drake, yo, he said, yo, your kid probably playing with ghost, ghost writers, trying to play into the ghost writer rumors about Drake. Mm-hmm. And so Drake responds, I just followed your girl because I think she needs some excitement in her life. <laughs> And so, the girl, of course, catch winds of it. It's his wife, mind you. Mm-hmm. He said, she says, and so she posting her story. Oh, shit. Drake just followed me. Hey, Drake. So then she finds out why. She's like, so my, my husband decided to go and be a troll to Drake, and now Drake is following me. It's just hilarious. And then Drake proceeds to DM her. So I'm, like, I'm here for you, mom. So, of course, then she, of course, tried to get caught off the shit. She started going on, signing him on Twitter and shit like that. It was because it, the thing got went viral. But yeah, Drake is childish, and also you shouldn't play with Drake because Drake is a, a sniper and he will take your girl. He's he's and also petty. she admit like I'm a huge Drake fan and my husband is not, so you just really uh, setting up. you're setting up yourself. Dog. You gotta, don't do that. Yep, so, and then he's gonna put it on the album. Right. <laughs> just like he does. <clears throat> um, but it just in the whole idea of men not taking accountability. So um. Yeah, trash, trash, trash. There's a clip of, um, I think it's the Pivot podcast. Is that one of those male? Well, it's one of the the athlete ones. It was the I Am Athlete, but it split off into another podcast because they fell out. So it's the same dude that was on there talking about Russell Square. Russell Square. Russell Square. Russell Square. That guy. Who, first of all, shut the fuck up. You like to role play as a cat. <laughs> no, what? he being on podcast. He role plays with his wife as a cat, like a stray cat. He'll sit outside on the porch as a stray cat, and she like that's literally the role play they do. He admitted this on the podcast, but again, Russell's square. And if you think Russell being a, uh, a good husband and taking care of his wife and loving his wife is square, but you being a, a cat and role play is, is, is apparently not square. So whatever. Okay, but that's a little. He, so Shaq was on their podcast, and he asked him about his divorce with Sean. Oh, I did see the, the And he part was of like, yes. you know, you know, it's take two people to divorce me. And I was like, no. He's like, no. I didn't I didn't live into those vows. I did that. I was I was I was out here doing crazy. And shout doing. out to Shaq. He was like, for I, being I, a stand up guy. I didn't say what I was doing, but I was I was wilding. I didn't she did everything. She took care of the kids, she took care of my home, she took care of the business, she did everything. And she and, and all after all them kids, she stayed, she was fine, all that stuff. She did everything. I fucked up. Mm-hmm. So I gotta own that. Because I, I messed that up. Thank so you. So that takes growth for one. And also uh, saying, yo, put your seat. Like, yo, I fucked up. And this, you had to own that shit. It's the same thing Jay had to do on that. On, that's all 444 was. was owning the fact I fucked up and I had to fix it. Yep. Like, that's just what it is. I, I had to own the fact that, yo, you do it. You did this. And you got to fix it. Because it's either 
you lose your fucking the best thing that's ever happened to you, you lose your family potentially. That was the mm-hmm. whole like the whole future line that future got mad about. Well, that's because future is is a fucking yeah, and also the future stands out there that oh they they always have a field day with it because I think it was one because that became sort of a hot topic again about Russell and Sierra. I just don't understand. Well, no, future like future said, well y'all keep saying I'm the people keep saying I'm toxic. Well, those they probably was toxic. They were probably the toxic ones. You're like shut shut future. Yeah, that's 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 also I am firm, but I'll I'll say this again. I am not a future fan. I have never been a yeah, future fuck fan music wise. Music's never, trash. I have never listened to one future song and saw, oh, this shit is hard. <clears throat> never in my life. It may have been a couple choruses. He was know, on a feature, but that was a Drake song. And it was that, like, this, I just, yeah. I've never been a fan. There's nothing about his style, his music that, that impresses me. Um, I know he did piece, pissed me off on a couple songs, especially that Kendrick Lamar song. You ain't never heard that song? I'm going to play this song. Because the song is a, it's a, it's a J Rock song. It was on the Black Panther soundtrack. And it was Kendrick, J-Rock. He did it on the Black Panther soundtrack? Now, mind you, the song was also on J-Rock's album. But the point is, the song wasn't like, it was just a song. But the point is, this nigga, I'm going to play the song for you after we done. Because I'm, I'm still I kind of don't want to hear Pissed off now. at what he did. Because the song was great. J-Rock and Kendrick did their thing. And this nigga come on the internet. Well, why would he even be on the, the fact that he's even on that with those I mean, it was, it was, I mean, it wasn't like a, it's a hard song. So it was like a, but it's, and it wasn't like, all right, it's a good record. But again, he decided, if he had done anything regular, it would have been fine. He wouldn't have taken away from it. He wouldn't have added to it, but it would have been regular. Oh no. He decided to do some dumb shit. And I'm like, nigga. But that's future. Doing dumb shit. You too old to be doing dumb shit. And the future stands cap for it. Like uh, it was one like a few. This was probably a few weeks ago, where this they they were on the whole Russell Sierra future bandwagon train of you know why people are so mad about their marriage. And one dude commented saying like, well because, um, um, but yeah, basically. So this guy was saying that, um, yeah, uh, but Sierra she just basically did that because. You know, she knew she had to find somebody a status because she'd been ran through before by 50 uh, so Cent and Bow Wow. Here's, here's the thing. What the dude from the podcast was saying was like, how do you, you know, every woman has a type. You don't go from Future to Russell. <laughs> First of all, niggas act like her and Future was never thinking. They was together for a year. A year. Niggas act like they was together for 10 years before she got, she got with uh, Russell. <laughs> exactly. They were together for a year. She was with Bow Wow long, way longer. Yep, but then they... So, if that's your case, you can't say... If you go from... You go Bow Wow, 50... But then they said... Fit, but was that even true? Because I don't think that was... I don't know if that was ever confirmed. confirmed. Yeah. But the only ones I know for sure was, was Future Bow and Bow Wow. yes. And those two niggas ain't nothing alike. Yeah. Bow Wow's toxic now, but he was a kid. They were both kids at that point. Yes. So, <laughs> how do you... How can you compare those two? So, you say she, she clearly don't have a type because all them niggas different. Mm-hmm. Well, because they assume that who you are now, that's who you were back then. So they figure, well, Bow Wow toxic now. So yeah, that nigga must have been uh, toxic back in the day. Blah, blah, blah. And also, man, niggas act like it was her fault. That nigga cheated cheat on her. They were engaged and he cheated. Yeah, Fuck but, him. But that's also because, well, yeah, she should know because he had all these baby mamas and all these kids. 
and but now all of a sudden you want to go. And it, it, the dude's logic did not make no sense. Like dude's why do you, logic very rarely makes sense? Let's like so why now all of a sudden you want to be with somebody like because you're supposed to do better? Like nah, she just wanted somebody that had more money and more status. Like yeah, okay. Because um, um, last I checked, the other two niggas she was with had money too. Yeah. So. Right. And, then, and my thing is this. How do you have to, like, the only reason she would rustle is, like, y'all niggas that, like, rustling, like, an attractive dude or some shit like that. Right. He's not like, ugly at all. Like. And can get any woman. Like, what the fuck are y'all niggas talking about? Right. Oh, because like, he's stupid. He doesn't. It's, it's the look. That nigga because, be blowing her back out. What are y'all talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and they're mad because they, they can't. They can't. Like, I think it's, a lot of them are, are mad. And like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? And they talking about they that nigga impregnated her two times already. Yes. And and they only And they he is a wonderful home. father to Future Junior. Right. He did care of all the kids. And they about talking about having another one. He made her he what he, he was I think he was hosting on uh Ellen. They were sitting in on Ellen show. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, so I'm like, I'm proposing you let me get another have another kid. <laughs> like that nigga is if that nigga if she if that if she will like him, that nigga will put a baby in her and every she year. She is happy, and that's like, the she, problem. That nigga, People like, don't that like that nigga will put a baby in her every year if she let him. What the fuck? That's the problem. Y'all niggas is stupid. Like, they love each other. Y'all niggas is haters. Well, whatever the case may be. But that's because, again, this is Speaking of another toxic situation. Mm. Um, And so this is the fun. So the irony of the situation, of course, is the old Johnny Depp Amber Heard situation. That shit. So the trial has been going on. Mind you, this is a defamation trial. Um, We find a lot of information about a lot of shit she was doing, a lot of the recordings that weren't allowed in the previous trial Mm -hmm. um, or whatever. Um, and so uh, it was a girl on TikTok that put out a video basically saying this situation, this old thing is scary because a lot of guys ain't cared about, ain't never, they ain't never cared about domestic violence. Now all of a sudden want to care about it when it's this yeah, because it's a, yeah. But but I her point is I think valid in that this a lot of guys aren't why aren't invested in this trial because of domestic the domestic violence part. They're invested in the trial because it's an opportunity for them to bash women. That's the issue. If it's about, oh yeah, we already got, we finally got a voice. We can talk about how domestic violence affects us too mm-hmm. when we are victims. If that was the case, that would be different. But most of these men are not doing that. Most of the men that are invested in this trial or are talking about this trial are using it as an opportunity to bash women. Mm-hmm. Because and the other thing they don't seem to understand is this. The whole idea of what a man is or how a man can express his his um, his vulnerability or things like that, that wasn't built by women. That was built by y'all, nigga. This is a patriarchal society. So the whole idea that a man can't express himself if he's been abused and shit like that, women didn't create that standard. Mm-hmm. Men did. Yep. The whole idea of what's acceptable for men and women in general was built by men, not women and men. Like, it wasn't by women. Women weren't involved in that process. They had to abide by it. They've been conditioned to think that shit is right because that's that's what they were taught. That was the society they grew up in because men created the standard for what women were expected to do and for what men were expected to do. Mm-hmm. And men were not expected to be emotional or show emotion or express weakness of any kind. So the whole idea that a man can't come out and talk about how he was a victim of sexual assault or domestic violence or whatever the case may be is because women create I mean, men because men create that standard, not women. Mm-hmm. But they also need to understand that. So 
yes, it is good that it is getting the light that yes, men are victims of domestic violence. But what I don't want is for men to get out here and start using that excuse just to bash women. Yeah, but you on, know that's what they're going to oh, do. Oh, they're you, definitely you, doing it. That's you give problem. them an inch and they're going to take the whole entire damn football stadium. That's all they're going to do. Because, it. yeah, see, see, I told y'all. I told y'all. You, you women ain't shit. That's why y'all y'all don't deserve to have good men because y'all the ones that's trash and y'all creating these, these ancient niggas that y'all want to talk about. Like, no, you need therapy. That That's what you need. Okay. So... And this is more of a, a semi-update. So some it was a video that popped up on the internet. And it was, uh, I think it was a live, or Roy from the, who used to be on the Joe Budden podcast. Oh, yeah. And he was, um, he was like, in, in 10 years, the trait, he's like, Trey Song is one of the nastiest motherfuckers I've ever met in my life. I have lost so he much said, respect for that man. Said, that man, ugh. He said that Trey, he said, y'all thought the R. Kelly doc was bad? He said the Trey Song, in 10 years, the Trey Song's doc is going to be way worse. He said, I personally know 15 to 20 women Mm-mm-mm. who I don't know the lie who have told me about inappropriate shit that he's done or tried with them. Mm-mm-mm. That nigga's a nasty The fact that he, he, he But the thing about it is Kiki Palmer warned niggas years ago and nobody believed her. Man. She talked about the shit on Twitter years ago about how he made her feel and people just kind of looked at her like, what you and the reason being is because just like pretty privileges um, exist, handsome privilege does too. Yep. So as a wump, as a man who is viewed as you know attractive by our standards, oh, he's and not. by believing, oh, yeah, by believe or believe that oh he can get whatever woman he want. Why would he do that? And Why I would he take advantage was... of women? But the thing is, people don't understand is that privilege of believing that you can get any woman you want also believes you don't think you are absolved of any consequence so you can do what you want. That's the, like, the same situation with R. Kelly. It's just the, the rapist Kelly. Uh, it's I, like, I, yo, yeah. I feel like I can do what I want because I'm entitled to that. So I can go harass this white, this white woman who's just standing there and pull her bra her swimsuit off yep. and it's okay. Touch your because I'm Trey Songs. Yep. Bitch, you, you want me to touch you. Yep. It's the idea you want it. I am, that's why you look, I'm and that's tra- the same excuse that you know niggas give. Like, oh, you only wearing that dress because you want me to uh, grab your booty, or you want me to put my hand up your leg and your thigh. That's the only reason why you dress like that because you want a nigga to fuck you tonight. Like, why does everything we do have to involve? Because you? everything else revolves around them. Yeah. This is a, the whole idea of this is a man's world. Everything they think, and no matter where it's women or anything, is always built about what a man's the man, the male gaze, and what a man wants. Um, and it girls with women. And even if she comes out wearing a goddamn thong and in a goddamn bikini top, and that doesn't get mean or give you the permission or the access to go up and start putting your hands on her, touching her, and being inappropriate her in any kind of way, shape, or form. But she didn't give you permission to. Well, that's her fault because she shouldn't be wearing that because she attracted that type of attention. So if a man comes at her like that, then maybe she should focus Nobody on what... Nobody can make you like. give somebody attention that you didn't want to give her to begin with. So that's like if I... if Because you can't say what she was wearing is the only reason because if that's the case, you would never be attracted to a woman who was just wearing jeans and um, a shirt. Yep. If a woman wore jeans and a shirt or a hoodie... Because that's happened to women in jeans and a shirt. That's happened to on, me. It no would not be covered up. Right. Fuck you. Fuck you. I will hit you with this Calypso bottle. I I will hit Um, you with this Calypso bottle. If they have higher standards, you know, that's cool. See, oh, (laughs) see, this is is the shit that's going to get him an RKO out of nowhere. But, like, it just don't don't make sense. Like, women get hit on no matter what the fuck they're wearing. So this whole idea that somehow 
men think that uh, can make the excuse that oh well she wearing that so she couldn't want my attention. Nigga, no. Not at all. No, women wear shit because they want to look good. They want to feel a certain way or because they exactly. like they thought it was cute. Nigga, they not wearing shit for you. Right. The fuck. And then when y'all get mad when the girl turns you down, then y'all want to get in y'all feelings and then you want to pull oh, a gun want, out and oh, shoot her. Oh, she a bitch. Oh, she a. Oh, you a. Right. You fuck a bitch. you. That's why you single. Oh, you, like. Oh, you. I ain't want to hear. I ain't want to talk to you anyway. You right, fat bitch. Right. Really? <laughs> right. Right, nigga? That's why you ugly. And that's why you stupid. Her, you was just trying to get her number. You was thirsty as hell five seconds ago. And all of a sudden, she everything and um, every everything but a child of God. Shut up. Or like I said a few seconds before, some of them get to the extreme where they have a damn yes, meltdown to where they pull a gun out and shoot them. These niggas is ridiculous. I, I I don't understand it. I mean, I, I, it's not meant for me because I actually have I have logic and morals. But yeah, it's just it's like y'all niggas. So yeah, when it comes to people like Trey Songs or R. Kelly or uh, Chris Brown or people like that who who people believe can get Chris whoever, Brown is just uh, people who can get whoever they want or whatever they want from a woman without trying, and women are throwing themselves at them. And I'm like, y'all don't understand something. Ego is a thing. And mm-hmm. so, yes, while they may get women who are trying to throw their pussy at them, and that happens, I'm sure it does. Yes. That doesn't also, exalt it the doesn't, fact. It doesn't, that. it's not as fun. The chase for a lot of men is the fun part. Yep. So they're going to go after the women who is not throwing at them. And so, if a woman's not giving them attention, that's probably the one they're going to go at because it's an ego thing. Ego yep. is the biggest part. The, the downfall of every man is their fucking ego. Because mm-hmm. that ego will get them to a lot of dumb situations and have them making a lot of dumbass choices because. Oh shit! My ego says I should do this. And That's I think stupid. it was reported too uh, to to hear um, Joe Bunzek, former well, yeah, fiance, been, yeah, like about for, the whole herpes thing. situation. I don't know about the herpes situation, but I know he. Um, I mean, he's been accused of when he was with Esther Baxter. It was a bunch. That was a big thing. He got arrested for that. I think at some point. So he's had rumors for years. Nobody, we don't know. I don't know what's true, and what's not true. But it's definitely been something that's been rumored about him with his exes and stuff. But, like, yeah, Trey Songz has had multiple situations of him just being her nasty with women and trying shit. And it's going, it's, and it's like, he keep getting away you with going shit. down, Tremaine. Like, oh, yeah. And I mean, obviously, the dude got arrested when he did a fucking concert here in Detroit. Well, that's because he was like a fucking fool. Yeah, but that, 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 that that's so. Apple don't fall too far from the tree. So that show you right there. Like, something's. So, um. Not right about him. Have you ever, you know who Gerard Car- Carmichael is, right? Yes, the comedian. Okay, so you watch, you ever so you had him? Uh, I didn't see the stand up, but I did hear he he had his coming out so, moment in the stand up. So Gerard Carmichael, for people that don't know, um, first of all, it's not his real name. That's what that's actually the premise of the, the whole stand up. <laughs> so Gerard Car- Carmichael, who's a comedian, he used to have a show called The Carmichael Show on NBC, um, and they canceled it like uh, some bitches. No, actually, no, he canceled it. That was his choice. He did. He said he wouldn't do it no more. That was him. He literally said oh. that. And there have been a couple times where people, the actual artists, create cast the show, and people keep blaming the network. Like with um, fucking um, what was it? Rail? No, it's another. You know no, that no, got that canceled. Yeah, because <laughs> Sinbad was but like. No, I'm talking about um, there was like uh, what was it? Um, fucking um, it was a show on um, HBO. Uh, the Deuce? No, 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 no. It was um. Well, I'm not drawing a blank. Like I don't know this movie. Who? Uh, it was a movie too before. Um. Who was in it? it uh, what's her name? Uh, the, the fuck. Why am I drawing a blank on everything right now? I don't know. It was uh. Shit. I don't know. I I I honestly I'm drawing a blank. Well. 
Watchmen. Oh. Watchmen. That was only one season, but that was because the director said he told the story. I had nothing. Everybody wanted a season two. He's like, I don't have anything else to say. I've told the story I want to tell. <laughs> Period. So. I told the story I want to tell. Okay. Season, so that was it. Okay. Know, a lot of people don't take that. But no, he just wanted to say, I'm going to cancel. I'm canceling the show. Okay. That was his choice. So with that being said, his new stand-up, and in, in his new stand-up, um, he comes out as gay. Um, and it's very, so he starts it out by saying, I've been keeping a secret. And it wasn't that. It was something else. He, he started out talking about secrets. Talked about, you know, keeping a secret. Um, and he talks about, you know, that Gerard's not my first, my real first name. Um, and, but then he starts going to the whole idea of, you know, secrets is kind of something that run in my family. Um, like, you know, my, my dad, you know, he's one of, um, like, he's one of, you know, I think his mom, he's like, they, my, my dad and my uncle named me after, they combined the names of my two grandfathers or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he said, um, but them niggas is, like, terrible. Like, both of them niggas were cheaters. Like, one of them, he said, you know, one of them, he said his his mom was, like, one of five kids or some shit like that. Um, or one of two kids within the, the marriage, but her father also had, like, five kids outside the marriage or something like that. Damn. And he said, on his dad's side, you know, my dad, you know, my, 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 dad, my grandfather on my dad's side had, you know, he had five kids within his marriage. And he had 23 kids outside of his Damn. marriage. And my dad was one of the 23, right? Who t- and so he continues and starts talking about secrets and different things, and just kind of talking about how my grandma, you know, my, my mother, you know, um, and also talking about his dad was had been cheating on his mom for years, and he knew. He knew his mom had a whole, his dad had a whole other family and stuff like that. He said at one point he finds his dad was cheating, like, with his best friend's mom and shit like that. Damn. Um, and so he had knew for years, but his mom never found out. And mm-hmm. so he, he was... um. He forced his dad to admit to his mom that you know she was cheating. He had been cheating for years, <clears throat> um, and he said he forced his dad to tell the truth. Um, and of course, you know his mom kind of took it with a grain of salt. She kind of you know she she know sold it, kind of thing. Um, and so fast forward into, um, you know he's somebody at some point called him out in the middle of his like you know I'm trying to you know trying to be honest. And he's like yeah, it's about everything but your name. And so he's like yeah, we're you're getting you're getting there right. So. He's like, so I'm gay. Um, <laughs> it took everybody a second to kind of catch on to what he, like, he was serious. And so then he goes into the, I, you know, him having to it come out to the people. He said one of his best friends is like, you tricked me to being friends with a gay person. Like, something like that. Like, something to that effect. But the hardest part, because he was literally, like, kind of, like, going through this as he's sitting there. Mm-hmm. And talking, to, and it was, you could see it was rough because his mom, his, the hardest part has been his mother. Mm-hmm. Because he said when he came out to his mother, his mother's ultra-religious. Mm. And she literally told him, like, I can't go against Jesus, is what she basically told him. Oh. And so their relationship has been strained because she don't want to, like, she, like, their communication is basically mm, non-existent. Mm, mm, mm. Him trying to navigate that. He says, you know, his dad, he said he'll have a conversation with his dad. And um, it's like, I'm like... He says he said the day before. He, Pause. She she can't go against Jesus, but she's still accepting the fact that her husband had right. cheated on her yes. and had a whole. Okay. Yes. So that was Continue. his like, you know, like he said his dad texting the day before the day he was recording the stand up, the special, like you know your mom, you know your mom loves you, blah 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 blah. He's like, 
he's like, yeah, but I'm not like, and something to, he said something, he's like, yeah, but I'm not a kid anymore. Like, I, I, I'm an adult and it's like, she not, she doesn't love me for who I, like, I'm, this is who I am. And she's just like, it's like, I'm, I'm just, I'm not, I'm this different person now. Somehow I'm not her son anymore. That's how she's treating me. Mm. And it's fucked up just seeing him kind of like wrestle with these thoughts like while he's having this like talking like he's having this conversation talking about how his mother is reacting to him and how he's not like it's like I, I want to give her time to accept but at the same time it's like I'm your son like right that doesn't change the fact that I'm your son yeah, like, your you child birthed, you, you right. birthed me and she's literally like treating him like a redheaded stepchild is how he feels and it's fucked up because it's like in that moment, I feel like that's, and I've known people who have come out to their families, and I, they all, and I've ever talked to, that is their greatest fear. Mm. I can say with all certainty, if I, if for a reason, my brother, my sister, or one of my siblings, or even myself, if we were to ever come out, if we would say we're gay, I know for a fact my family would accept me no problem. Yeah, because you, you have family no, members have, that are. I have plenty of family members are gay, but even just in my immediate family, I know my family. Mm-hmm. There's no nothing would change. Nothing would change. Because you're, I mean, at the end and of the day. And it's fucked up when you, and the thing is, I'm sure as he was deciding to come out to his family, like, to come out to his pe- the people closest to him, I don't think he ever thought, like, ever suspected that it would change his mother, him and his mother's relationship mm-hmm. that much. Right. Especially after where- she no-sold when my dad had to admit that he had been cheating for 20 some odd years exactly and it was just like so that's a fuck I, I, was, I felt for him because it was like damn I couldn't even imagine that's, just that that's, that's rough man. Like, that's... You, can, you could see the pain as he was like having to like reconcile these thoughts and talk about it yeah it was uh, just that's... like Mm-mm. and then at the end he was like oh yeah my name is Rathaniel and that was the, that was the end so that's why it's titled Rathaniel at the age, he finally tells everybody what his real name is, Rothaniel. I think it was Robert and Nathaniels and two names or something like that. Rothaniel. <laughs> and he ended it that way. And I was like, he did the whole stand-up. But yeah, it was just, it was just this, it was like a 20-minute part of the, 20, 25 minutes part of the stand-up where he's just going through the emotions of his relationship with his mom and how much has changed. All right. I mean, because in comedy, is basically storytelling. You have to be a good storyteller. And sometimes it, it gets real and it gets serious. So, I mean, I commend him for being able to share that part because that that's not an easy thing at all. At all. And I couldn't even like I said that that and I'm like I said it's still a work in progress. He said it's still this is still ongoing. Like this is not a it has not been resolved. It's still a thing. It's still a challenge. Like I I don't talk to my mom nearly as much and it's like when she and whenever I talk to her it's kinda like on some I'm I don't really she don't know what she don't really say much. It's like she don't know what like she's like I'm some different person now. Wow. Yeah, that's that's rough. Um, and he's like, I don't want it. Like he's like, he was like, you gotta give her some time. He's like, yeah, but how much time do I want to give her? Like she could die next year for all I know. And then what? Then I just and that's just how it ends, right? Like especially when your parents are older, like you don't know how much time you got to like. And so mm-hmm. I don't like how much time I'm supposed to give her. And then you know if she passed away in five years, and I never we never get to a point where we're okay. Then what? Then I'm gonna have to live with that burden for the rest of my life. Right, but that's not okay. Man, oh man. Right, so um, on like so, uh, one good on a good note as far as like so, Tennessee passed a law. I think is good. So 
for drunk driving law. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a drunk driver and you kill somebody, um, like somebody's parents, you have to pay a child support. Mm. Which I think should be, I, I, I think it should be law everywhere. Yeah. If you're a drunk driver and you get an accident and you kill somebody's parents, you respond. You have to take pay your kids child support. Yep. I feel like that's 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 definitely be legal. And I think everybody should enact that law for sure. Yep, and that'll teach people. I mean, you shouldn't be drunk driving to begin with, but I mean, people just it's 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 man. Um, Elon Musk is trying to buy Twitter. Um, and he keeps saying it's because of free speech, and I, I, I keep. So it, keep it, he it. technically didn't officially buy it yet. He, he, they said they accepted the offer, but again, it hasn't closed. It's not a thing. That's oh. So he has to also produce the money. Um, it's, so it's still a work in progress. We'll see what actually happens. Okay. My thing is this: he's talking about his free speech. Okay, you're going from a company that's owned as ran by a board to being ran by one person, which means you're privatizing the company, which means you have all the control. So now you get to the, you keep talking about free speech. No, nah, it's going to be whatever you consider free speech. So you, can say, <laughs> I don't, you can say, I don't want nobody talking about me or Tesla on here, and I consider this considered your free speech. This is also the same guy that came out and said that he does not own a house in no way, shape, or form, and that he basically goes in that at Cal That is an apartheid kid. His money came from his family owning a mine in apartheid South Africa. That's where he comes from. That's where his money comes from. He then he bought Tesla, which wasn't in the greatest position at the time. Mm. He didn't build the trucking company. He bought it because he had the money already. Mm. He ain't earned a fucking thing. And people somehow deem him as a genius because he bought some shit because he had money. Nigga's not a genius. Mm. You know, like that's not, and that's the thing I hate is like. He's not like a person like Bill Gates who actually did the work and then eventually became to the point where he was a CEO and wouldn't, and wouldn't have to do that. He actually built that shit himself. And I think, because somebody did an interview, and I think that he is doing that out of guilt because he doesn't want to make it seem like, well, because I got all this money, then, you know, I'm letting it go to waste. So that's why he doesn't technically own a house, per se. Yeah, I, don't, I don't care. I don't care about nothing what Elon Musk do. Because he, he deems himself a genius. People deem him just... I, 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 what I don't like is people call people genius just because they're rich. That don't mean shit. That's Especially, what people with that, unfortunately. They, they, oh, he's a genius. Why? Because he's a billionaire? That don't mean yep. a goddamn thing. That's what, but you, you gotta he, understand people, they, they people look at money, money and success. They yes, they do. Success they do. Like, no, that does not make you a genius. You, 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 you came up in money. Your family owned the fucking money. You were the, you were the, basically the white South Africans that basically ran and, shit in that country and, yeah. and, 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 and treated black people like shit. In their own fucking country. And assassinate them and then put their president in, in prison for up so no, 10 years. Fuck you. Fuck him. And the horse he rode in on. Yeah. That's baffling. Um, Very baffling to know. Black people are way too easily impressed. Yeah, you think? <laughs> um, so here's my... like. So the, the, the most recent um, uh, occurrence of this was the white girl rapping a little baby lyrics to the wedding. Yeah, I heard about that. Why? Why? So, Why? Because there was a surprise she knew all the lyrics. Now, what I will say, I remember it was years ago, back when I used to live and listen to the radio. It was back a long time ago. I was living in Taylor when this happened. I remember I was listening to the radio and some couple of Foolish was on the radio in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. I remember Foolish saying something to the effect of, well, you girls don't be knowing these rap songs. Like, if you if you turn a rap song, if you turn a radio off right now, a girl could write the song without listening to it. True. Oh yeah, we've had this discussion and before. So, so I yeah, I, I know exactly. My what little it is. sister, we was driving to my my apartment, 
And I think it was like, all I do is win remix or some shit. Like, it was something hard to rap. Mm-hmm. And I turned it off mid, like, first verse. And I think the first verse was like a fast-ass verse by Ludacris. And she sung the whole fucking song. Yeah. And I was like, you've been around us way too long. You a nigga. Um, so, mm-hmm. but the whole idea of a girl rap, is a girl whole rapping a whole little baby song. That was a lot. Was, mind you, that song has a lot of fucking lyrics. And it is a long-ass song. And granted, she's a white girl. So, they're probably like, oh, my God, it's a white girl singing a rap song. Yeah, but that's not new. Well, you think, who do you think buys the majority of white music? White people. Because guess what? The majority, dumbass. Yep. Um, people don't forget, forget that. So, with that being said, white people were always easily impressed by things and be like... You, oh my god, that, that white girl sound like a black girl when she sing. Oh my god, that white guy. <laughs> it is. That, oh my god, that white guy quoted a black person. He invited to the kick out, cookout. <laughs> the, the cookout standards are so fucking low at this point. Fuck the, the cookout is done. You, niggas <laughs> you have officially invite, retired. You the niggas cookout. have invited everybody and their mama to the Well, no, they, they reneged on some people from going yeah, to the cookout. Yeah, but they shouldn't have been invited in the first place because y'all be inviting niggas to the bare minimum. Yep. Oh shit! He broke the color black one time. He's invited to the cookout. <laughs> he like black. Oh, he got cornrows like, in his he head. Like he gets it. He gets it. He, he like black ink. Oh my god! Oh, he, I saw a white man he, named Deshaun. He, he gets watched, an invite to the cookout. He watches black TV shows. He invited to the cookout. He wore some Jordans. He All wore, right, he wore yeah, some let, black let's Air give him a He definitely invited. He to definitely the yes, yes. Like it's always just the standard is so fucking low, and it's like, what the fuck, dog? So, oh shit! It's like it's like when white people or black people see like, oh my god, these white kids can dance. Yeah, white people can dance. Just because you the stereotype is that there are white people who can't dance, they don't have a rhythm, don't mean that that means every. There are black people who have and no yes, rhythm. Yeah, my daddy is one of them. There are plenty of black people. My who daddy have was no one rhythm. of them. What so fucking other? My cousin always used to say the two black people she know who ain't got rhythm was my daddy and Oprah. So there are, many, there are plenty of black people who can't dance for a fuck, say they fucking life. So the whole idea that when you see a white person on the internet dancing, oh my God. Yeah, because it's, it's or like... Or if you see an Asian person doing, I'm dancing. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh my you know? God. They can sing or they can dance. Oh but my that's God, because these it. are also a lot of black people that they live in a bubble. They also hip-hop culture they is live in a worldwide bubble. now. They, they live in a bubble, though. They live in a bubble. And they, oh my God, I see it on the internet. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Yep. And I'd be like, um, well, this is not a new thing. And they, like, I don't think y'all understand how big hip hop is over in, like, Asia. Like, they're probably also the people. Wu Tang made millions just cheering, touring over there. Yeah. Wu Tang. Wu Tang. Like, what the fuck? That was in the 90s, though. They probably wouldn't know that. Like, oh my God, Asian people listen to Wu Tang. Like, God, I don't think y'all understand. Rick, watch the fucking series if you you don't know the history. I'm still debating if I'm going to this Nas Wu Tang show. Oh, when I saw I, it was Clarkston, I'm like, uh. It's a fucking Palm Now. Yes, well, formerly DTE well, Energy. Well, it's formerly Palm Now. For, yeah, so formerly Palm Now, formerly no, DTE. Now we're back at Palm Now, which, fuck Bob, by the way. I don't know who Bob is, though. So. Kid Rock. Oh, well, fuck him. Yeah, because his whole issue that he had with Palm Now when they um, first reannounced that they were doing concerts there again, he was basically saying that uh, everybody has to be... Uh, um, we cannot have the vaccination rules or I'm only doing X amount of shows and blah, blah. He basically didn't want to follow COVID rules and he basically was... In, I don't know what's going on with it now, but yeah. Who the fuck wants to talk about other than redneck people? So, two things I want to touch on. First things first. 
white privilege is not the only type of privilege that exists. Oh, is that this so? Ty- this this is going to be directed specifically at black men because black men don't seem black men love to ignore the fact that they still have some privilege because they are men. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to women, because again, they try to sell the idea that somehow the society is catering to women. Which is bullshit. The Again, the the followers, the, the disciples standard, of Kevin Samuels. Standard that's what, is built off of male, the male and patriarchy in general. So, black male privilege is a thing because again, while yes, you are black, you do not have privilege because you're black. You still have privilege because you're a man. The opposite does not exist for women. Women do not have privilege for either being black. Or women, because again, this is a patriarchal society. So yes, well yes, you have a disadvantage because you are black. You still benefit from male privilege, because again, this is a patriarchal society. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there are a lot of men who refuse to acknowledge that when they want to talk about women and all this other stuff, when they want to challenge and, and criticize and things like that, they love to ignore the fact that they still have privilege. Because they say, well, no, but I'm a black man. You're right. You are a black man, but you are a man. Mm-hmm. So while, yes, you are black and it does disadvantage you and it does have some things that comes with it, you are still a man. So you still get away with shit that women do not. And yep. For some reason, though. They don't think so. These niggas don't want to acknowledge that because it still it acknowledges the idea that they, are, they still have advantages. And they don't want to own that because, again, it takes away their their ammo against women. I just want to end this, or not end this, because I have one more thing I want to say. I want to preface this by saying again: you niggas have privilege. Shut the fuck up. Bitches. They don't owe you shit. Jerks. If they want to put up with your shit, if they choose to put up with your shit. Jerks. So be it. But fuck you. Jerk. Jerk. Also, jerk. let your kids be kids. My frustration with a lot of people, and it's actually one of the things that you had with my ex. People want their kids to be grown. Oh. It happens a yes. lot more in single family homes because you're relying on the kid to do stuff, but or whatever in certain situations. Or they no, think it's okay. It's, they think it's cute but, and it's okay because. Like, yeah. But there's some lady on internet, Twitter, that they're saying she, was charged, she charged her kid $5 a month or some shit for rent. It's like your kid is fucking seven. Why are you doing that? And mind they're teaching them you know this That's is not, what happens in the real and world and they're more preparing them black families than it does white families yes. first of all. and even other cultures like we're really the only culture that that kids are kicks the kids out at 18 and tell them to go you know yeah, that's an american home. thing that's definitely an american thing especially not in just black, oh, yes especially in the black family because even in white people families they let the, them kids stay with them families they they stay around until they, they get married around. They may stay in the same neighborhood. They may stay like around the like they stay close to their families. It's not a thing where they just oh once you a certain age you gotta go. Yeah. That's the thing that we I don't know what who created that standard, but the whole idea of that of just not being around for family is weird to me. But yeah, the idea of yo people need to let their kids be kids. People always want their kids to be grown after before a certain age. It's like these kids never get to experience actually just being children. Mm-hmm. They want them to grow the fuck up. They want them to do this. They want them to do that. And it's like, yo, let them be kids. Let them have fun. Let that kid go play. You can't even mad because your kid want to go play. They're a kid. Why you? Why you? They're a kid. They want to go play. That's what they want to do. They want to have fun. They're children. Let them do that. 
yes, at a certain age, they have to do certain things like homework and things like that. But you can still let them be kids. And you're trying to make them an adult and make them have responsibilities like knowing their own fucking schedule and shit like that at fucking six years old is ridiculous to me. Yep, maybe. Because, and then plus, too, that might be passed down generational shit that because maybe they had to learn that from their parents and they feel like, oh. Or you're just a control back. freak. And that's it. Yep. That's different. Yep. She's just a <laughs> Which is part of the issue and the reason why. Yeah, whatever. I, that person makes everything about them. And what I learned is because she was telling me a story about how when she was a kid, her dad was dating in relation with her, I guess, ended up being her stepmom. Mm-hmm. And when she first got with her, I think at some point, so she didn't go over her dad's house that often. Uh-huh. But she had a room in her dad's house, right? So I guess when his when her his girl moved in, her I guess her son moved in too, right? Mm-hmm. Since her, his daughter didn't come over that often, they moved the daughter's room to the basement and gave the son her room, right? Right. Because mind you, she didn't come over that often. Mm-hmm. So the first time she came over there, I noticed that she met. Those are fucking hissy fit. Those are hissy fit. And she's like, they're like, yo, just you know, just sleep in the basement. You'll be kind. Of course, she whines that she can't sleep in the basement. So at two o'clock in the morning, after whining, she goes up and whines in the room, and and basically her dad ends up giving her, taking him and his girl out their room and giving her their room, and you can sleep in our bed. No wait, first they asked her to sleep on the couch. I don't want to sleep in the couch. Everybody sits there. So you gonna sleep in the bed with your dad probably fucking his girl? I don't care if they change the seats or not, nigga. Like that's stupid. You don't that don't make no sense to you. She don't know no better. No, she just yeah, but you knew better not to sleep in the couch. That don't make no sense. You They could have been fucking on the couch. She wasn't a child. <laughs> she could have been a child. She was like 12, 13 years old. She wasn't a kid. She knew better. Right. She just wanted her way. Even when it came to her her picking mm-hmm. with food and shit like that. So she said that one time her uh, they she went they her dad his girlfriend came over where her mom was with her still with her stepfather mm-hmm. and everybody was catering to her food taste and everything she wanted and she's like y'all don't like y'all catered everything she want she always gets her way and I said that's the reason why you are the way you are now because mm. I think you know, I was like anytime you've ever told me about any of your previous relationships everything is always you've basically acted like a, a fucking manager in all your relationships everything has been about it. When you talk about your relationships, it's never about how love, you know, the night like nice romantic things. Every relationship has always been like a business transaction. Control. It's always been just oh, you know what? When I was with so and so, we had money in the bank. We had this, this. Do y'all, do y'all niggas love each other? What the fuck? Like what? What is this? It's like a business <laughs> transaction with you. Yeah. So I think she has so, some unresolved. So trauma what happened? There. So this is what happened. So she came here a few weeks ago. She came here for her cousin's wedding. Okay. Mm-hmm. She didn't come here to see me. Now, she had been hitting or kind of, like, acting like she wanted to see, what, like, if there was a potential for us to get back together type thing, right? Yeah, uh-huh. All right, so. The plan was for me to pick her up from the airport so she can go to get a rental car. All right, cool, right? So, take her to get the rental car, whatever. She's off with her, off for a day. We don't really have any set things. And the only thing I told her, I said, look, set aside some time around your birthday because we can go out to dinner for your birthday or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Later, right? So, I knew she was going to be doing stuff for the wedding because she was or made, made an honor or something like that. So I didn't, like, we had no concrete plans because she said she's going to be running around, so I didn't expect anything. So the first thing was, like, that night that she flew in, she called me saying, hey, I'm um, going to come over. No, wait. First she asked me to um, come get her, and I'm like, you got a rental car. Why the fuck am I driving to see you? Mind (laughs) you, she's staying staying all the way in Inkster. I'm like, what the fuck am I driving to Inkster to come get you? You got mm-hmm. a rental car for a reason. 
Right. So then she's like, well, I'm going to come over there. Okay, and we can get something to eat. So then she says, go, I'm hungry. Go get me, um, what she say? Go get me a chicken shawarma or something like that. So I go and get the shawarmas, right? From Bucharest? No, I don't fuck. Bucharest is terrible. What? Oh, my God. Oh, first see, this is what all, I'm talking up, about. Hold up, hold this up. This is what I'm talking about. Oh, my first God. of all, two things. Oh, two my things. God. Two things. Two things. Two things. Two things. The only thing Bucharest is good for is having some fine-ass waitresses. Second thing. Some of them are in high school, by the way. I don't know anything about that. I I, I'm, I haven't. I don't know. Uh, they I have do. attractive girls. I don't. I don't. I don't not look. I'm not no, I mean, I'm no. You you probably, but yeah, no. no some idea. of them are. I, mean, I don't know anything about that. I'm just telling you they have. They were. They no. It's a joke. That yeah, they, but yeah, no. They, I, a lot. If all you don't look say, a certain way, they not hire yeah, you. If you you gotta have a big booty. You have to. Have, you have to be a, like a certain complexion. Or you be a certain have a level attractive. You have to have a big ass. That's really the standard for working in booth. As far as age, I don't know. I'm just saying that's that's the joke. Whatever the case may be. I don't. Bucharest is overrated to me. I've had way better shawarma from actual authentic places. Okay. That's what I'm saying. And All the right. Lamar's around the corner has way better shawarma than them. <clears throat> so, the only thing they do is that Bucharest puts a lot of chicken in there, and I don't even know if that's all chicken. Um, Spice-wise, seasoning-wise, it's not authentic to me. Personally, okay. I've, I've had way better. Um, Whatever the case may be. So, I went and got chicken shawarma. Came back. Mm-hmm. Waiting. 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 Waiting, she never shows up. Mm-mm-mm. So the next morning, she calls me Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. on some AI. Supposedly, she went. She got. She wasn't feeling too well. She went to urgent care. And my first thought was, you couldn't tell, text me and send me that. Right. And this is always her excuse whenever I say it takes five seconds. For you to fucking communicate and tell me exactly, you're not going that, to that that was probably a lie. Let's I'm sure it honest. was. That's my point. But even then, she's terrible at communication, and that's one of my biggest pet peeves. Are anyway, even if that was true, all you had to do is say something. Exactly. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. she does come over the next morning. She's like, "I'm gonna come over or whatever." I said, "Well, you do realize it's Easter, and I'm going to my family's house, right? I'm baking right now, so I'm not going anywhere." But you can come over here and chill for a minute. Because I originally asked her before. I said, hey, I'm going to my family on Easter. Now, if you want to come with me, you can. But she was like, I'm not feeling too well, so I'm not sure. I said, all right, well, you can come over here. And then if once it get time for me to go, if you decide you're feeling up to it, you can go with me. Mm-hmm. So she comes over here, whatever. And she's just acting. She wants me to cater to her. And I'm like, first of all, I've been on my feet bacon since 6 o'clock this morning. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to sit here and Why did you date you. her again? This is, okay, so again, we're getting... I mean, yeah, I know. So, and it's like, all right, whatever. <clears throat> so then, she said, okay, well, look, I'm, um, when you get, when you leave your family house, just, you know, call me, whatever, and I'll, I'll come over. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, whatever. I never promise to do stuff like that when I'm with my family because I never know when I'm coming home. Right. Because when I'm with my family, ain't no telling what we're going to get done. I didn't leave my parents at my dad's house until almost 1 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. At some point, I think around 10, she texts me saying goodnight. And I'm like, all right, well. So I text her when I left. I was like, look, I'm just leaving my parents' house. I'm sorry. Whatever. And so I think the next day, she tried to get me, randomly tried to get me to come pick her up. And I'm like, nigga, I'm, I work during the week. 
my schedule, like, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, granted, I work from home, mm-hmm. but I'm not driving all the way to, like, because then I got to get up in the morning to take you, because my thing is this, if you, you said you want to come over, but then I'm sure you don't want me to take you back home in the morning. I have to work. So right. you want me to get up, like, when I have to work from home, I get up at 8 o'clock when I got to sign on. I'm not waking up at 5, 6 o'clock in the morning just to get up early as fuck when I don't have to. Exactly. Why would I do that? Because she's like, well, you can come get me and then you can take me back. I said, but then you want me to, if you're staying the night, that's fine. She's like, I'm like, I can take you back tomorrow. She's like, yeah, but I, want, I need to take you back early. I'm not doing all that. <laughs> also, you have a rental car, so I'm trying to figure out why am I picking you up. Right. So you want me to change my whole routine and Ooh, stuff. she's crazy. Well, this wasn't the plan. It would be different. If the plan was, hey, I'm coming to Michigan to visit you, I'm staying with you, because that's different, because now I already have it in my mind that we're going to be together the whole week. Mm-hmm. So I'm, my schedule is built around that, not expectation. But you just maneuvering there randomly telling me, oh, you want to see me, but it's always real, it's always um, dependent on me coming to get you or shit like that. Mm-hmm. That's not how it's going to work. Also, my thing with her is this. You can't complain about me wanting to, because it because it, it feels like to that point I'm catering to you again, and nigga, you're the one, you're the reason why we stopped being together mm-hmm. because you, I was always the one doing everything, and you weren't reciprocating. So we're not about to repeat the same thing because again, you are the one that has to earn my trust. I don't trust you, so I'm not going to sit here and cater to you and not trust that it's going to actually mean anything in the long run. So right, I'm not right, doing right. it. So of course that she didn't like that that we we get and so. So then I, I was like, you know, I realized I said, you know what, maybe I haven't I haven't been direct enough with her because I feel like maybe I haven't like just been totally blunt with her the way I need to be for her to understand why I don't trust her. So my plan was to have this conversation with her. I originally was gonna have this conversation the day after the wedding or um, the day before, but she didn't make it. All right, cool. Wedding happens, so Sunday comes, and mind you, we're supposed to get we're supposed to go out Sunday. Mm-hmm. She basically tells me all this because it makes it seem like, oh, I, I, I'm so of course that don't happen. I don't see her again until the rest of the year. All right, cool. So it's just one of those things where, like, like I'm not about to sit here and bust my ass. And it's like, you make everything about. So I sent this long ass text message. And I basically told her, I said, hey, look, you make everything about you. Mm-hmm. Everything about it is the way you want it is always on your terms. And you can't expect somebody who you have not shown any effort towards for the most part since I've known you to just forget the history we had and trust you that I'm going to put my all this effort towards you again. Right. And 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 hope that you're going to finally reciprocate. I'm not doing that. So, mm-hmm. so you can show me something, which is what I've been telling her for the longest time. Show me something. Because I've already shown you what I do. Right. But you have not reciprocated that or shown me anything to that that says, hey, I'm about, it's always about what you want. And the funniest thing is that we sat here and watched the movie The Breakup I don't know if you remember that movie with Jennifer Aniston uh, and um, Ashton Kutcher. No, it was Jennifer Aniston and what's his name? Fucking, uh, he was in Dodgeball. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Okay. The whole movie, he it, it, with uh, John Fravell tells like everything is about what you want to do. You've never everything is about what you want and your way. It's mm-hmm. never been a that girl had no. He said that girl has she never had a chance because <clears throat> if it's not about what you want and your way. You ain't doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm your best friend. It has never been a situation where we've done anything I want to do. It's always been what you want to do. So you can't then, like, and that's the same. I was like, you were literally, exi- we just watched the movie where you were pretty much playing, you were just him. You were him. <laughs> so that was that. But I'll leave this with, we talked about earlier about people 
making the same mistakes and not maneuvering and getting out of the situation. Right. And people tell you all day, I'm, I'm tired of the situation. I'm unhappy. I'm depressed. I'm mm-hmm. hurt. I'm frustrated. But then they're also constantly making excuses, excuses, justifications for the things that are happening to them and never really pulling it out. So, for example, if you're in an abusive situation and you tell me you're done, call me in tears, person put you in hospital, you're done now. Mind you, this is an ongoing thing for over a year and a half. Mm-hmm. You're finally done. But you're not really done because in a few weeks ago, this person comes back around again. Person's been arrested. You're afraid. You, you say you don't want to call the police because they're not going to do nothing, which is a cop out because you ain't even tried, so you don't know what they're going to do. So you can't say that. Um, but if you don't do it, and no, but then, so you finally do call the police, but you're not following through. I come to find out. So then. You finally tell me one time, oh, shoot, yeah, he's gone for good. He got locked up. They, they actually saw him hit me. All right, cool. So you got the hostage yourself finally. You you good. Then you call me and say, I, I, I hate being a nice person. What are you talking about? So if you had somebody, like an ex's parent that needed somewhere to go or stay, would you let them stay with you? I said, no. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're talking about his mom. And she says, yeah, I would never do that because as soon as you do that, it's going to lead him to your house again. And that's exactly what happened. Because her demands decided to let her, his mom stay there. And... That's, yeah, that's a deep... That's that's more... That's you let, you let his mom too. stay there, which made, gave that, him an excuse to come back. That's a... That's a that's it's a, frustrating because it's somebody I care about. Right. And it's like, you don't want... You want to be as sensitive and understanding as, as, as possible. But it's also frustrating because it's like... At some point, you gotta, you gotta. Do I better. mean, and then so then so then I come to find out that when he did go to jail, she dropped charges twice. So he didn't press charges. So then when she's finally ready, um, because he put his hands on her again, she called the police. He ran, and so she ended up somewhere else. Hmm. I help her out. He clearly don't think none of this stuff is serious. This dude is his, he has other chicks. He had other chicks in her face. He first with chicks in her heart. Like he don't care about her. Yeah. And I say I told her many times, you've convinced yourself that you don't deserve better because you continue to make excuses. Yeah. About. But also too, I think too that there, there, it's a spiritual thing too. Because I mean, I don't know how you how far you off you believe in the like soul ties and stuff like that too. But that that's probably a real strong but, one that it, she but got. But she's also one of the people too. that she has a tendency to go back to previous situations. That's that, that was why I referenced it earlier. But yeah, she does that all the time. She needs like, she needs the therapy. Time. That I, well, I that, would. There, that, she has definitely has some shit she needs to deal with, and I'm I'm aware of that. And my thing is this. I and look, she's been through a lot. She lost both her parents are dead, mm-hmm. and her grandmother don't like her. She's lived with her grandma ever since her parents died. Okay, mm-hmm. her grandmother has resentment towards her because her mom was an addict. Okay, so I think in a lot of ways her grandmother sees her mom in her, mm-hmm. and so ever so because of that, she's treated her like shit. That's what I do sad. feel like is her grandmother. She won't ever admit this. She feel 
she views her her daughter being an addict as a failure of her, and she and not that she failed, but that it looks like she failed because to now other look people. at what because yeah. other people may think, oh, your daughter was an addict that that reflects on you. Mm-hmm. I don't think she takes ownership of her role and the way she treated her daughter or anything or the lack of support she may have given her because she just viewed her as another addict. And so she's even told her granddaughter plenty of times, "You're gonna be just like your mom. You're gonna be." A, 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 a. She's like she like she's terrible. That's the so, so now yeah. only she don't have no support system in the people that are supposed to love her. And so she keeps falling into situations with these trash dudes. And they don't love her either. But because she don't get love from anybody else, she don't feel like she deserves it. But she knows it's a bad situation, but she can't bring herself to get out of it. And it's just it becomes an endless cycle. And it's a frustrating thing to watch. Is it somebody who cares about this person? Because it's like, what the fuck? I mean, and I would say, honestly, because being in situations like that before, not into that extreme, or just being in the same cycles and it being hard to not have a lot of people around you that genuinely love and care about you and support, I kind of understand why she keeps going back to that. But at the end of the day, she she needs help. That's really the only way she, she's going to get out of that. And she's going to have to want the help. In some way, shape, or form, because probably like if that's been the cups of her whole entire life, where she it's just always negativity, then she's comfortable with that. That's like kind of what I was saying earlier. Like some people are comfortable in their their dysfunction, I, their toxicity. But the problem with it, it not just a problem, but it's like it's rough because I could have called the goons from this nigga plenty of times. Right. Let's be clear. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I remember I had a conversation with Brass, and Brass was like, why, like, if you do that, and then and nothing changes, then what was the point? Mm-hmm. If she's not ready to cut ties with that, that nigga completely, nothing you say or do is going to change that. You can't force her to do it. She has to want that for herself and, and actually follow through with it. Yeah. The follow through is important because everybody, and so she got frustrated with the police not being, not moving to the level or to as expeditiously as she felt like it should. And I'm like, you have to understand something. You've dropped the charges twice. So at some point... And also, too, like, well, he could be manipulating her. Well, no, that's he's definitely gaslighting her. That's, that, that's, not, that's not a question. I, I literally sat here and listened to him talk on the phone the night I, the day I picked her up because she got stranded on the other side of town. Mm. And literally, the whole conversation was stupid because they talked in circles the whole time because he literally don't take ownership for anything he does. Saying, oh, I thought she was, I thought she was tough. I thought she was tough. Like, yeah, not, not there. It's rigor. Like, he thinks this shit is okay. This is normal. Wow. So, and so now it's like, <clears throat> and she's like, well, the cops ain't moving the way I want. I say, yeah, but you've also dropped charges. And while I guess that's not justification, if I, if you tell somebody, if I tell you, it's like the girl, boy, car wolf. If you keep saying it, but then you're not following through with it, or it's nothing, and, and or you don't do what you're supposed to do, how you expect them to take it seriously if you're not taking it seriously? True. You drop the charges. Yeah. After they saw the nigga hit you, you still drop the charges. Yeah, because I mean, no, but I do understand at some point, yeah, she's going to have to one out of it. She's, she's going to have to. And, and, and you can't stress it, yourself actually, out about it because, it, I mean, you've done like, all that you can. I, I, I And I get that. It's still frustrating because, it's, like I said, yeah, know, somebody you, you care you know about. You know me. I, I, I can't. I don't want to be into people. It's not my personality. Right. So no. it's like, it's rough. Um, And it's like, I I, 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 I be like, you know, and sometimes like she told me was she not doing well and things like that. And I'm like, I don't really know what to say. Yeah, because I mean you I really don't know you what said to say all that you can say, but I don't know. I I can't fix it. 
So, and that's frustrating for me because I'm a fixer by nature. That's my personality. I, I don't like. Well, I pray she gets out of the situation. I do too. I, I, I really, really do. Like, I want better for her in general because I feel like she deserves it, but I don't know if she believes that right now anyway. Yeah. I don't know if she, if she believes she deserves that. But, that's and fine. I also pray that she opens herself up to going to seek professional help, counseling, yeah, but therapy. I think right now, she anything. needs to. I, I don't, like, I don't know if she even feels like she's in a position to do that because. It's not gonna matter if his situation's still there. She has to get away from that before she. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like the healing has to happen with first getting away and really cutting off this yeah. man. And so the issue she's running to, she's running to now, is he, you know, and this is my what I was afraid of because now that he's been staying there with his mom, mm-hmm. it's it's not unless he's actually putting his hands on her. The police can't get him out of her house. Mm. She has to evict him now because he's a resident. Yeah, his mother lived because there. after thirty days, yeah, and it's just like I, I, so. Is it becomes a thing? You know, she's frustrated. She don't know what she's gonna do it. I'm like, there's an option. You, you, you just you need to follow through with it. You need to follow through with the eviction process. I understand you don't want to go through the process, but that's the process you put yourself in now. So this is what you got. This is the cards you were dealt. You got to deal with them. That's what it is. So, like I said, I, I, but if for anybody in situations like that, like I understand it's frustrating. It's rough. Um. And I'm not, and the thing is, also, I don't want, it's not about me. It's not, mm-hmm. like, it's frustrating for me as a person who cares about the person. Right. But I, it's not about me. It's like, I want best for that person, and I can't do anything about it. And I think that's my only frustration is I can't fix it. Yeah. Like, I, I, I told her one time, I said, look, when I was a kid, more than anything, I wanted to be a superhero so I could say I, I can heal my mother. That was my biggest thing. I right. Wanted, I wanted to be a superhero so I could heal my mother. I was, and it wasn't about, it was just like, I don't want her to have to endure that anymore. And it's the same thing. Like, I, I'm, I have a, I always say I have a Superman complex. I like to, I'm a problem solver by nature. That's my thing. I don't like to see things unresolved. I don't, so I don't want, I don't like to see people suffer. So if I got help, I will, but it's just, it's rough. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I think I'm, I'm out of things to talk about. Um, so with that being said, uh, for myself, and Ashley, you can follow the podcast, Donald King Pod on Instagram, DWTK Pod. On Twitter, um, you can uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at KingWillK. Um, and you can follow the podcast on um, Donald the King Podcast on Facebook as well. Email the podcast at DonaldTheKingPodcast at gmail.com. You can find Ashley on That's Ashley K-A-Y on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and so till next time, we'll see you later. Bye, bitches. Bye. Mm-hmm.